Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Where are the low-value men? Like, what are what are all the low-value men up to during these trying times? Because the high-value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low-value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low-value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low-value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right. I haven't seen. I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody, buckle up. It's low-value mail time with your host, Danny. Okay, what is up, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome to episode number four of Low Value Mail. It's the post. Can you hear me, by the way? Because I was just, I don't know. I, I've been screwing around with the um, <clears throat> my uh, OBS studio settings. Um, yeah, it's the first time. No, it's actually the first time that anybody's ever caught the intro because it's the first week of the intro because I did not know. Uh, about that video. Ryan showed me that video last week before the boys cast. And then, uh, so it was after episode three. You can hear. Excellent. Great. And uh, so I made this cool little intro. And that is now the intro. No, we can't hear you loud and clear. Please don't fuck with me. I don't have this. I've just been watching fucking Jim Biden on the State of the Union uh, address. I have some 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 minor thoughts about that. I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds. Uh, yo, new. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, new chat on the screen. Okay, tell me uh, what people think about the new chat on the screen. I uh, I went with the kind of retro, like um, you know, video game of the '80s nonsense, kind of whatever, old school computer. I like the aesthetic. The other options for anything cool was. Uh, was like a what's that fucking game? I don't even remember. Like one of those like PUBG or some shit in the software. So, anyways, I, I went with this one. If you like it, let me know. If not, also let me know. Uh, we have a Discord now. If you want to get in the Discord, go ahead, get in the Discord. It exists. I'm in there here and there. Also, there is a Patreon, patreon.com slash low value mail. So about the Patreon, I'm just gonna get this out of the way quickly. For now, I don't have a ton. I have some ideas of what I'm gonna do on the Patreon. Um, but for now, basically what I want to do, because I want to get a decent base of people in there. So there's 200 spots at a dollar a piece. If you get one of those spots, if after those 200 are gone, it'll go up to probably $5 for the minimum thing. And if you get the $1, you'll have that for life. So it's kind of like how, you know what, like, um, at clubs and stuff where, cause my girlfriend always drags me to these dumbass DJs. And then they're like, if you buy the tickets at the beginning, they're cheap. But then if you wait to the end, then you're fucked. So anyways, if you don't want to give to the Patreon, you don't need to uh, at all. Like you can still watch the episode on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, you can listen to the podcast uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. But if you want to help out, that's the way to do it. Um, anyways, so that's it. Also, uh, in relation to oh, also leave me a review on like iTunes or Spotify, whatever the fuck, wherever they do that stuff. Uh, you know, subscribe to my channel if you don't, um, and then. Also subscribe to me on Twitch or have some sort of backup because guess what? This week, the link, if you want the link for, uh, I think it's in the, if you're watching this on YouTube, the link is in the description, but you can find it. It's just patreon.com slash low value mail. But anyways, 
This last week, a few days ago, my channel got its first strike. I've been fucking doing this shit for like, this is the fourth episode. I've had three episodes. I already got a motherfucking strike. Sorry for the swearing. It's unnecessary, I know. But uh, I got a strike for medical misinformation. Old, your old boy, uh, Danny Fauci over here, got, got dinged for medical misinformation. So I got a strike related to it's funny because last week i had alex stein on i feel like me just mentioning him might get me another strike and if i get a strike now my next strike so they count this as a warning because it's my first strike not in the description you'll just have to figure it out i can't i can't get you the link at the moment but um you can find it it's in other episodes i thought i put it in there whatever it'll you'll figure it out it's i believe in you you guys are even though it's called low value mail you guys are all very high value and I feel like if you've set your mind to something and want to find a link, you can find that goddamn link. So anyways, my next strike, I will be banned from um, streaming on YouTube for one week. Uh, and anyways, they said it was medical misinformation. Excuse me, I got a little parched but um, with my anger. But I didn't have any medical misinformation. All he was talking about, the crazy thing is, is when he was talking, this guy, Alex, he's not like a, he's, you know, a bit of a, I don't want to say, I guess he's, he's just like against mandates. Like he's not like, he just doesn't believe you should be forced to take the vaccine. I'm sure some of you believe that, which is, um, you know, whatever, but that's not grounds for you to say that, to get a strike on YouTube. Where's the medical misinformation? And then he was saying how he's like, yeah, he kept sarcastically saying uh, how the vaccine is safe and effective. And then I said, oh, you're going to I said you're going to get me in trouble. And then because YouTube is going to start detecting sarcasm. And I think they are detecting sarcasm because I got a strike. And then I appealed it basically saying, like, look, you know, nothing was said. That was medical misinformation. I'm not like I don't even like want to even say stuff. I don't even want to joke about it, you know. Uh, you're losing uh, probably, I know, you know what? I know I'm losing some eyeballs streaming uh, during the State of the Union, but also I watched the beginning of the State of the Union. Someone says that. Um, I watched the beginning of the State of the Union. And all people care about is Russia. He, he got onto like, we're building bridges and you're like, all right, who gives a fuck? Also, I didn't know that the State of the Union was tonight when I um, planned uh, this stream. Had I known, I would have pushed it a bit, but I didn't know until, but anyways, so I uh, I'm not scared of YouTube, but uh, I have contingencies anyways. So I have a Twitch account just in the case that you can't find me or, you know, I got to go somewhere else. Uh, we're making backup plans, you know, we're making backup plans. Um, so the, I will once say, say one thing about the state of the union, uh, which is interesting, which I'm sure some people will agree is that they ditched the fucking masks. No more masks for the state of the union. Well, not even no more masks. They just dropped the policy. They go, we don't need masks anymore. There was like three people. Wearing masks, uh, I saw the one guy who looked like he was like a security guard um, wearing mask, and then uh, one guy sits uh, security guard wearing mask. Sorry, I just had a phone call. By the way, the phone lines, if you're listening, they are not open. Uh, before I get into it, I'm going to. We have one guy who I, I kind of put out a uh, feeler on Twitter, and um, we had a guy. His name is Alex Nikulin. He's going to be our first caller. I'm going to be calling him. So the phone lines are not open, so do not call. Save your calls. We will get to them. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of switching some stuff up a little bit, but anyways, just just be patient with me, please, because last week I didn't get to any email. So I'm going to start off the episodes getting to a couple emails. Then we're going to open the phone lines because otherwise if I don't get to them, I can't squeeze them in because I don't have a good call screening system and uh, I don't know how to do that shit. So 
I've been working on it. But anyways, Dan, Danny's doing out calls. Yeah, I am doing out calls. Two hundred a half hour, or three eighty for an hour, whatever that means. But um, anyways, nobody was wearing masks at the State of the Union. They they conveniently got rid of that, which is interesting. And then you would have thought that a lot of them, uh, you know, would have still been wearing them. But no. The moment, you know, I mean, that's, I guess the vaccines are safe and effective, YouTube. Please don't ban me. Uh, that was no sarcasm there at all. Everybody at the State of the Union is vaccinated and boosted. And that's why all we have to worry about is world war. Okay, so we should do video chats with randos. So um, we'll do some cool stuff on the Patreon, but I want it to get up to... Like I might bring some special like guests on where we can kind of like I'll interview people and then you can call in, but only people on the Patreon can call in. But I only have like maybe seven people on the Patreon. So once we get to the 200, then we'll start doing crazy shit. Uh, until then, there will be some features, but nothing like the n- nothing like really leveling up. Okay. Anyways, so the thing uh, I, I was debating about this. I'm like, how much do I uh, talk about the war? But I mean, it's kind of like the thing, you know. I mean, uh, like I said, with the State of the Union, Biden instantly, he goes, the Ukrainian war. First off, one thing he said, he goes, uh, we're giving, we're unlocking 60 million barrels of oil from their strategic reserves, 30 million of theirs and 30 million from somewhere else. Then I went and looked it up. The U.S. uses 20 million barrels of oil a day. So they go, hey, we just, uh, we just bought ourselves three days worth of oil. Great. Great. We got fucking three. Yeah. Someone just said literally three days worth of oil. That's awesome. That's like, (laughs) that's like saying, Hey, you know what? We're very concerned about what's going on in the Ukraine. We're going to send them $40,000 and see if that helps. Um, he's unlocking it. Yes. I know he's unlocking the barrels of oil, but it's not much oil. Anyways, and I know the price of oil is spiking. I'm sure uh, lots going on there. But anyways, yeah, so the war in Ukraine, I was like, should I talk about this? I feel weird to be just like taking fucking dating advice and whatever the fuck we do on this show. But I am going to discuss it because I feel like it is interesting. uh, And I'm sure you guys all too. And then the guy who I have calling in, he's like worked. He's uh, so he's an associate professor of energy geophysics at SUNY Binghamton. He worked in Ukraine as part of a U.S. demining research team. So he's going to call in. He messaged me. He knows all about this stuff. I'm just interested in getting people's perspectives. Um, If you know someone who's really pro-Russia, I'd like to talk to them about it. I do have one friend, actually, who I might get on here. But anyways, uh, what's going on in the Ukraine? It is interesting because everybody expected them to just roll over this thing to be done in a day because nobody really expected that the people would straight up. And I have like... Uh, my grandmother, she's like 90 fucking six years old, but she has like this helper lady who's from Ukraine. Her whole family's in Ukraine. And, you know, it's pretty fucking scary what's going on there. And it is really crazy. And, you know, they're like just regular people are like, yeah, I guess I'm just going to fight the Russian army, which was very unexpected. But the interesting thing with kind of social media and what's going on here is that uh, like you watch the news and because it's like a real underdog story and the Ukrainians are the underdog, they only really highlight the the wins by the Ukrainians where they go, Oh, they got this one. But like in reality, I think they are losing this battle from what I understand. Like Kiev's is surrounded. And there was this, uh, I forget what this bridge was, but basically like from the sounds of it, <clears throat> the media is painting this out to be this pretty like rosy thing where they're like, yeah, we think like Ukraine's really going to win this one. And then by all in, you know, the people who are like really like the actual war people are like, Oh yeah, they're, they're totally fucked. Um, so anyways, sorry, my friend Kevin keeps calling. We're going to have him. He's a interesting character. Kevin Soldo. Kevin, if you're listening, don't call back. I'll call you. So, uh, 
and that was not even like a shitty way. I just will call him because he keeps calling me. And I don't know how to turn my fucking ringer to totally silent. They don't let you do that when you plug it in like this. So anyway, what was I saying? But yeah, anyway, so like the media is making out that, that, you know, Ukraine's doing pretty well because they have these like little things. And, you know, Zelensky has these great like little uh, PR things where he's like, look at us. We're, we're not backing down. And they tried to assassinate him apparently tonight and they were unsuccessful. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, you know, where not everybody, but a lot of people were like, yeah, he like he shot two two black people and all this stuff. And he's a white supremacist. And then that's like the equivalent of people being like, yeah, Ukrainians killing it. Ukraine's killing it. And then there's one day being like, yeah, it's over. They uh, Zelensky's going on trial. He's going to have some big show trial where he's going to be found guilty. And I don't know, sent to some gulag or shit. And yeah, Russia kind of has that sewn up. So interesting thing. Um, yeah. Where do you get your war? Yeah, I don't think I like if you watch like CNN, I, I kind of flip back between CNN and Fox News. MSNBC is like crazy. MSNBC, um, it was interesting too. CNN last night, Don Lemon, because I like to know I actually got cable TV for the war. The war broke out and I go, I, I had cable, got rid of it. And I go, I need cable back. I need to know what's going on here. Not what's going on, but what they're saying is going on, because that's kind of, you know, how most people form their opinion. And um but they were the, so of course very like faf in CNN fashion. Fox is just like yeah, they're they're they bring generals on, and then on Don Lemon they were doing this thing about how they, there's all these like African migrants in Ukraine because like there's African migrants all over Europe who like just leave Africa because it's you know not good there, and then they're not letting them leave, like they're not giving them priority to get out, like they're basically like if you're black. So that was what CNN was covering, which I've heard multiple actually reports of that. A very funny thing too. So RT, which is Russia Today, which is essentially like the propaganda arm of the Russian state government. Dennis Miller had a show on there that he today canceled. He's just like, I'm getting rid of it. There's also this other comedian who I know. I don't know him personally, but I follow him on, uh, his name's Lee Camp. I followed him on Twitter for a long time. He's an American guy. What's up, Soldo? Okay, Soldo, I'm going to call you in a bit. Uh, he's very pro-Russia. This is my friend Kevin Soldo. Uh, I gave him, I dosed him. He used to be a pretty like straight-edge dude. We'll talk about it. And then I gave him acid and... Uh, like six years ago and he's never been the same, but for the better, if you ask him. So who knows? But anyways, uh, I don't, I, I lost my train of thought here. What was I saying? Uh, where, where was I? I don't, I don't know. Dude, can I call in? You guys can call in in a bit. I don't know. Sorry. Fucking. I looked at the chat and I, I lost my train of thought here. Um, if someone can, uh, it was, what was I talking about? I don't know. Fuck. I lost my train of thought. I apologize. Soldo lives in a van, not to be trusted. Someone knows what's up. Okay. Uh, so anyways, oh, I was talking about the media and stuff and what was going on. So that, that's what the, I'm watching the different medias just to see what's going on. Um, some of them, they take different tacks to kind of say what's going on. But for the most part, they're kind of saying like, you know, Ukraine is really having a chance. And then you go on Twitter and all those like real fucking Russia, like these war people who are like really into war and military and shit. And they're like, yeah, they're totally fucked. Um, earlier... There was an uh, America closed their airspace. That was a thing too. My mom sent me this because they're talking about no fly zones over Europe. They're like, yeah, we need to have no fly zones. And as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, a no fly zone means that if someone flies over your airspace, you shoot down their plane. That's what a no fly zone is. It's not like, hey, can you just please go around? It's not like a, hey, just if you could just do me a favor, just go around our country. It's like, yo, if you, you're in our airspace, that's what a no fly zone is and so my mom was like sent me this petition today to sign this to pressure Putin by like um getting this no fly zone and I'm like isn't this just going to start world war 3 basically cuz you have no fly zones everywhere but apparently they are shutting down airspace so Russia is just 
going to be stuck. I really wonder this because uh, I was about to say Trump. Biden was talking all this shit in the State of the Union just before this about how, uh, you know, they're giving them all these sanctions. They're fucking up their economy. And you're like, Putin surely had to know this was all going to happen. I find this. Either they've given him way too much credit and he truly is just this like madman or he is in Trumpian fashion playing some sort of 4D chess and they've got all these sanctions lined up because I know oil is a big one because all these countries rely heavily on Russian oil, especially in Europe. And if there's ever been a case for renewables, by the way, and like, you know, electric cars, this seems to be it. Maybe how like COVID sped up the whole... um, how COVID sped up the whole like working from home and telecommunication stuff. This will maybe s- speed this up in in that regard. But, you know, countries still have to buy Russian oil. And maybe Russia's like, you know, that's their plan is that they'll never stop buying. And then maybe they will stop buying and take the pain and people will just tell them to fuck themselves. I don't know. I just find it super hard to believe that Putin didn't see any of this coming. He must have seen every single one of these sanctions coming. So he must have some sort of counter to them. I I, I don't. He's exactly. He's been planning this for a year. I just cannot fathom that he has no idea what is coming. He knew about all this shit, and he must have some sort of plan. And maybe that's nukes. I will say on Sunday night when they like fucking Putin launched the nuclear defense deterrent system or whatever. Which in my life, I guess that's the closest we've ever been to. I'm 38 years old. That's the closest fucking we've ever been to nukes. I don't know. And then. uh it was interesting because like the stock market, the futures, they like went, were way fucking down, way down. And then on Monday morning, they opened up and you're like, I thought nuclear war would be good for, you know, a few hundred points on the S&P 500. But no, no, they uh, they bought that one. So I don't know if people just aren't buying it. I don't know. Um, but it seems like we are closer to World War Three than we were a week ago. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, uh, but we will see. What's going on um, with that, with all the sanctions? And then one other thing is, so Bitcoin. So this is an interesting thing. So the Russian ruble, and after this, we are, what time is it right here? 9.48. We're going to read a few more emails, a few emails after this, and then we're going to call Alex at around 10 p.m. Eastern. But so did you hit the crypto dip? I did. Someone asked me if I hit the crypto dip. So the ruble dropped like 40%. There was all this pressure on um, exchanges, specifically Binance, because I believe they are the, they're the biggest exchange in the world and the biggest exchange in Russia. So if I was, I don't know the end game of this, but if I was Russian and I had rubles, obviously you ideally did this before your currency devalued. By the way, sucks to be living in Russia because people like I was, I was talking to my mom and I was like, yeah, you know, 50% of Russians still technically support him. And you're like, no, they don't. There's no fucking way. It's like if you publicly come out against them, you're fucked. Like they'll literally put you in jail and, they'll, you know, you'll have like a scarlet letter in their society for life. So it's like people are supporting them because they're scared of the consequences of not supporting them. I doubt it's 50 percent. But like, you know, they are you know, still a fairly modern country. They still have everything that, you know, you have in America or Canada or whatever the fuck. And they just woke up and their imports just doubled in price overnight. The ruble dropped 40%. So you're like an iPhone just doubled in price. Your money is literally worth half as much. That blows big time. They're they're going to have bank runs apparently. That's what they're saying is they're starting to have runs on the bank. But anyways, back to the crypto thing. So Bitcoin's ripped because a lot of people are taking their money and they're like, yeah, probably the smart thing to do here 
even if Bitcoin's volatile, I mean, it's not going to be as Bitcoin's ever dropped 40% in one day. You know, the ruble did. I don't think Bitcoin has ever, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the Bitcoin has ever dropped 40% in a single day. So in terms of that, you're better off. But a lot of money has been going into stable coins like Tether. Um, I think Tether will be the main one. Excuse me. I'm, I'm very parched. But I think Tether is the main one um, that money's going in. But like Tether actually is back to the US dollar and it doesn't really fluctuate. Now, I don't know once you say get your money into – now, again, it's probably too late once all this shit's happening to start getting your rubles onto an exchange and then buying – but if you are, the best thing you do is just buy Tether and then figure out how to redeem them you know, later on. I don't, I don't know, but th that is my opinion on that is like you know, buy Tether if you don't want any fluctuation. But this has to be a net positive thing for Bitcoin. Like imagine you're a refugee, you know, you're Ukrainian, you're trying to get the fuck out of there. I don't know if they're letting you leave with stuff like in, you know, a lot of refugees, they're just like not. But, you know, you could literally have 10 million U.S. dollars buy Bitcoin. And as long as you can remember your seed phrase, like your 10 million dollars is in your brain, like and you can just move anywhere with it. So it is a it is definitely a good feature of uh, Bitcoin. I think this coupled with the. Um, the Canada stuff drops 40% a week. Yes, maybe it dropped 40% in a week, someone said, but it's never dropped 40% in a day. But see, someone says buy gold, but you're like, look, if you went and bought gold, yes, it's a store of value, but it's not as good of a store of value as Tether. And imagine fucking you, you have like, uh, you know, great. If you, if you don't have a lot of money, sure, which is most people, but having to lug gold around and you can get robbed of it, where it's like Bitcoin, it's literally in your brain. But... You forget that seed phrase and bye-bye, all gone. You'll be fucking digging that shit out of a landfill at some point. So anyways, that's my thought. I think this is a good sign for Bitcoin. Obviously, uh, yes, the Jewish ones will have a, their gold in a little bag hung around their necks. Shout out to South Park. Great show. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so the question will be how will they attempt to, how will governments attempt to limit them? Because there's a lot of people who are coming out and saying that this is actually a bad thing because it's not regular Russians who are putting their money into Bitcoin. It's all these like oligarchs who are, and they did have yesterday, like the amount of wall, Bitcoin wallets with over a thousand Bitcoin in it, which is like $40 million, I believe. Yeah, $40 million doubled. Like the amount of Bitcoin wallets with $40 million in them doubled. Now, some people are saying that these are exchanges that are like splitting up their money. Some people are saying straight up there, you know, if you're some fucking Russian oligarch and you don't think, you know, if you legit have $500 million in the bank and you're like, fuck, I might lose this whole thing, you'd be stupid not to. Just go buy $50 million worth of Bitcoin. You'll sort that shit out on the other side, you know? Just send, figure out what to do with that key and, you know, you'll figure it out. So, um... But anyway, so crypto, that is a cool feature of crypto is that, you know, it's similar to almost how like when Jews were escaping the Holocaust, they would like sew diamonds into their shit. And it's like, but you just, you sew it into your brain. But again, you still need to convert it to fiat currency at some point. So it's not a uh, super, I guess it's, there, there are still issues with it. Kevin, so this is, uh, the show is draining my data and battery. Thanks, Kevin. But uh, we have someone calling lined up. Why don't, why don't you just not watch and I'll call you and... How much battery and data do you have? What are you fucking in the woods or some shit that you can't? Anyways, that's Kevin, guys. He, uh, we, if you ever looked me up and you know I did a movie called Filth City uh, about the crack-smoking mayor of Toronto, 
Kevin was in the movie. Funny part about it, too, was um, in the movie, he's a detective, and then we make him smoke crack, and then he becomes a drug addict. And then it's funny, because in real life, I made him do acid, and then he became like an acid addict. He's not an addict, but he um, he definitely expanded his mind, for sure. So, okay. We're going to get to a couple emails, and then we are going to get our Russia-Ukraine... I don't know if I'd call him an expert, because I literally don't know anything about him, other than the fact that he's a... A professor. He is a uh, associate professor. We'll we'll call him a fellow. We'll be like he's an associate professor fellow, or maybe he's not a fellow yet, or maybe he's better than a fellow. But he's a professor, so uh, he said he worked in Ukraine and Russia a lot, and he's dealt with a lot of this shit. So we will talk to him. I'm gonna get to a couple emails. Um, Yes, you're streaming live. Cool. Thank you. By the way, if you have any... Yeah, I miss Rob Ford, too. He was he was the best. So we're going to get to a couple emails right here, and then we will open up the phone lines. Um, okay. So let us see. Question number one. This question is from a junior fellow to a senior fellow. By the way, I didn't read any of these, so... Um, I, I should have screened them, but I did not. Pat Thornton, correct. He played the mayor. Hello, Danny. My name is Joel, and I'm a 20-year-old male from Victoria, B.C., Canada. Very lovely place. Uh, my brother lives out there. I sent in a voicemail, but fucked it up a few times, so I'll do this as well. My question is, what is your advice for a young man entering adult life in both a career and relational? Relational? Rash, relational? That's not even a word. Relationship? I don't know. Is it relational? Sense? I guess it is. Um, thank you for all the boys cast content. You, you just want general advice for a 20 year old man entering adult life. I would say, um, don't go into debt is a good one if you can avoid. And if you do go into debt, don't go into like credit card debt. That's really bad. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. If you want to go for like a, just a practical one in terms of a relationship advice, I would say for a 20 year old male, I mean, this is probably the advice I give every 20 year old male, which is, and you know, Chris Williamson, who was on our, the boys cast, he kind of, it's just like, probably don't get super locked up in a relationship and focus more on yourself and your career in your twenties. There'll be time for serious relationships in your you know late twenties, thirties. Someone said, make money, invest now. Absolutely. A very famous saying with investing, but uh, yesterday, the best day to invest yes was yesterday. The second best day is today. Okay, thank you, Joel. Next question. This one is from Robert. High low value mail. Long time listener, first time caller. He's actually not a caller. He's this is an email he's sending. So this is pretty low value of him. But let the record show. I was there for White Square Gate. Uh, if people don't know what I'm talking about, White Square Gate was episode one. You can watch that uh, on YouTube. There was a White Square. Uh, was it intentional? Was it not? It might have been. I have no idea. Don't mean to make this about the boys cast, but I got to know, has Ryan Long ever read a book? He pronounces more words wrong than right and sounds like he's hooked on phonics. Rob from Vancouver. <laughs> Hi, Rob. Yes, Ryan uh, reads. Ryan definitely reads. Um, he's We've shared books before. He's a reader. I think he just finds that shit funny, just saying words like that. I don't... 
I wouldn't look too much into it. I literally, he's not, he's pretty much the smartest person I know. Uh, and I just think he finds it funny. And that's about, that's it. Okay, next question here. Uh, so I will apologize. Some of these emails, because I was figuring out this whole system. Um, this guy doesn't know he's typing. Okay. I uh, I didn't figure out the whole system. of, And now I've decided that I will do emails first and then get them out of the way. So I have some, some of these emails are a little old and maybe people have kind of not been incentivized to email in. So anyways, this one says, how about all those low value mail truckers? Tell us how you feel about Trudeau. I will tell you fucking Trudeau. God damn it. This shit with Russia and Ukraine was a gift from the heavens. Oh man. Like the criticism he was taking from not just Canadians, he was taking shit from everybody all over the world about how he handled this whole trucker thing, the emergency powers, and literally zero talk about any of this shit. Nobody gives a fuck about any of this. By the way, that was not, oh God, that was, I did this like zero. This is a double zero. Oh God. <sighs> Anyways, that's going to get screenshot by somebody at some point. YouTube, YouTube, these are double zeros. I had my, I went to Hebrew school for nine years. I had a bar mitzvah, double zeros. Fuck. Um, okay, anyways. <laughs> Trudeau sucks, by the way. He does suck. Um, but he, man, yeah, I know. Someone just said I got, I got uh, canceled. Yeah, Trudeau sucks. Putin sucks. They all suck. Biden sucks. I don't know. Macron sucks. Who's cool? I don't know. Are there any cool ones? Fuck, I don't know. Anyways, um, I, I, yeah, I like the truckers. The trucker thing was funny. It was crazy how they were doxing all these people who just donated them. There's a hockey player actually who came out, uh, Peter Stastny on the Paul Stastny, Peter Stastny on the Winnipeg Jets, and he donated a thousand dollars. I guess they can't fire him from being on the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Not a self-hating Jew. I'm just um, I'm indifferent about it. Um, anyways, so those truckers. Okay, this one is from Guillerme. I wonder if that's his real name. I think it is. I like the spelling of that name, Guillerme. Guillerme. Hey, Danny, just got back from a women's basketball game. How do I recover from this experience? Thanks. Um, hopefully you didn't pay too much to go to the um women's basketball game. I will say that uh, it's fine. I, I I mean, I have a joke about the WNBA and then people think I'm like shitting on women. Like I don't like women's sports, which I generally don't. I like some women's sports. I like women's tennis. I've gone to see women's tennis live. It's very good. Nothing against it. I like women's golf. I won't go watch that live, but you know, they're good at volleyball and stuff. The problem with basketball is that structurally it's just the, the court and the rim are set up for men. Like, I mean, I don't want to get into this really, but tennis is the only scenario where they don't adjust the playing field, but they do play less sets, at least in majors. And then, like golf, they shorten the course. Like, you know, they make adjustments for the fact that men and women are biologically different. And that is it. I am officially, that will be my one, two, and third strikes from YouTube for saying that men and women are biologically not the same. Um, it was a good time on the show. I, I will say that I had a good time for 3.2 episodes of uh, 
low value male. But anyways, that's my point. I, I don't know. I could go to a women's basketball game, like a WNBA game, and have fun. Like they're amazing. Like you know, especially with shooting. Like they're not as good as the men. Obviously, that's goes with the question. Like you know, the best woman, and you compare it to John Morant or. LeBron like it's just there's no comparison you almost have to suspend disbelief like when you watch some sort of fantasy movie or something where you just gotta be like I just know that they're not gonna be as good as the men and you just it's like they're very good for women and I know that's not an maybe acceptable but that is the truth but some of them are amazing uh, shooters and stuff you know and they got good ball handling and whatever but it's just not good to watch. It's not good to watch. Women's hockey, uh, women's hockey is not different, although I don't believe there's checking in women's hockey. Like, look, you want people to watch women's hockey? Let them fight. I watched that gold medal game. You know, it was fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm never going to forget the fact that those women would play like an OHL team and get fucking annihilated. I can't, you know, I, I, that's still, maybe it's cause I'm a piece of shit or a sexist, but that's still in the back of my mind that, you know, that they couldn't go beat like a bunch of 16 year olds. So anyways, but just, I would say, enjoy yourself. You don't, don't think too much about why things are good. I would say focus on the positives. Be like, I'm out for a night, watch some basketball. Hopefully it wasn't terrible. If it was like high school though. Oh, yuck. All right. Um, I'm going to do two more, uh, emails and then we're going to open up these phone lines okay um hey man i'm trying to this is from mike michael hey man i'm trying to support a friend of mine mitchell i slash we are canadian we're from toronto and he's looking to break into the comedy scene he has some acting experience and he's open to moving to the u.s i love what you want what ryan do was wondering if you had any advice uh cheers mate love what you're a boot okay so Weird that he said a boot because he's Canadian. That's usually a thing that Americans make fun of Canadians for, but he's Canadian. Maybe he's trying to build some sort of Canadian um, rapport, I, I, I assume. But um, his my advice to your friend Mitchell, if he wants to break, break into the comedy scene, um, if he wants to be a stand-up comedian, I would say go do sets for five years and then come back and see if you like it. Uh, it takes a long time to be good at comedy. Uh, but in the meantime, I would say go make fucking videos and shit on YouTube and TikTok and all that nonsense. And then once you feel like you're good, get the fuck out of Canada because that place is a goddamn cesspool, um, for entertainment. It is, it is not a good place to live. If you want to be a professional entertainer, it has a lot of structural issues, um, it's a very large geographical country with a small population relatively. So in terms of gigs, you're going in between like, you know, to go to a city of 1 million to another city of 1 million generally takes you like, you know, flying for four hours or driving for eight hours. Whereas America, they could, there could be million person cities. Like there's, there's, sorry, I have a bit of a runny nose, but there are more comedy clubs in the state of Ohio than all of Canada. So you just, you got to get out of there. That's all I can say. Um, just get the fuck out of there. Someone says work that casting couch hard. That is not a bad idea. Um, and then, but anyways, just, yeah, I don't know if you can move to the U S it's not easy. So just do comedy there. All right. Last, last email question. And then we'll call up, um, our guest. Okay. This is from Subrat. Uh, 
I'm 20 and a student, not living in USA, and I want to invest some money that I've saved up. I know next to nothing about stock market and don't know what I'm looking for. How do I invest? How much of the money I own should I invest? And why are you gay? I didn't have to read that last line. I knew that I was reading that last line. Just, I would just like to make that clear. Um, I chose to. Anyways, if you don't know what you're doing, uh, there's tons of information on YouTube, but all I would do is just take your money, uh, that you know, set aside a portion of your savings that you can live without. Not that you need to live without, but you know that you can set aside and just buy the SPY, the S&P 500, uh, the XBI is good. If you want to give a little ex- allocation to the XBI, that's like a biotech ETF. It is getting absolutely fucking annihilated. But you got to think with all this COVID stuff, these biotech companies are going to be the future and they are doing some really interesting stuff. So that is what I, my advice would be is buy some SPY, buy some XBI. And why am I gay? I'm not gay. So, but if I was, I don't know why I would be. I guess that would... Mm. Someone says mutual funds. I don't know. Mutual funds seem like so just old. I don't know if you do mutual funds anymore. It seems like an old thing. Okay. That is that. That is our, the question um, period. Low risk, low reward by Raytheon. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. If, if you want to, uh, but now he's saying, the, I, don't, I wouldn't give someone who doesn't know what they're doing, be like, start buying individual stocks because you need to know about you know, like position sizing and it's it's hard to do. And the odds of you making excess returns over the S&P 500 are fucking so slim that you're just better off buying the S&P 500 and focus on something else. If you want to be like in investing, then like, you know, again, yes, right now you could probably buy Raytheon and, uh, you know, what is that? Uh, Northrop Grumman and all these defense contractors, although they're all making all-time highs, so... Who knows? Uh, but that would have... Yo, Danny, do a show in Boise. At some point, I will. We will, we will. But anyways. All right. Those are the emails. We are going to call up our guest. We're going to talk about uh, Russia and all that stuff. This is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So this guest, he's an associate professor of energy geophysics at SUNY Binghamton. And he's worked in Ukraine as part of a U.S. demining research team based out of a U.S. research university in New York. He's working in the context of this conflict since 2015. He has multiple publications on the topic of hybrid and asymmetrical warfare, Ukraine in particular. His name is Alex Nikulin. And we're going to call him up, see if we can get a hold of him. All right. Hey, Danny. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. Thank you for calling into Low Value Mail. I appreciate um, <laughs> I appreciate you calling in. Um, did I sp- did I get your last name correct? Nikulin? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You're 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 good. Oh. Actually, like pe- people pronounce it differently. I uh, okay. Well, so. I have a little. My my family is Russian, so I, I have a little experience with this stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah, as you can, as you can probably tell, I'm, I'm uh, have family on kind of on both sides of the of, of the of the line there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Back. Okay, so, so yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. so I put out a, earlier today on Twitter because I mean this is obviously the thing that's on everybody's minds, and I don't really pretend like I really know what I'm talking about. I asked my dad and stuff. Maybe I'll have my dad come in because my dad used to both my family's from Ukraine, but they're Russian. They're like the Russian U- Ukrainians essentially. But um they don't they haven't been there in like forty years or whatever the fuck. They've been pretty disconnected besides the news. But so I'll ask you. So you have been I saw you sent me a link to one of your papers. 
that you yeah. sent me, and it's like basically about like missiles, like anti tank missiles or some shit. Tell tell us what you do here. Tell us what you do. Sure. Yeah. So we we basically work on 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 demining research. So you know when the conflict first broke out in 2014, there was a sense that you know uh, it might actually end. And when conflicts end, the work of demining begins, and that's what what, what we were doing there. We're basically preparing for that. Uh, and I think that the um, we knew pretty early on that unfortunately this conflict was not only not only was it not ending, it was actually not being frozen like some of the other conflicts out there. Like you know the um, uh, like a great example of a frozen conflict is North North and South Korea, right? They don't have a peace agreement. Heavily mined area in between them, the DMZ. So, um, when, when was the last time? You, know, when was the last time you were there? Uh, I was there last time. I was actually supposed to be there in January, uh, but that didn't happen because of everything kind of going on lately. But last time I was there was in 20, 2019 before COVID. Okay. So, but you, you said something interesting. You said something along the lines of you know, well, you know, you're you're not an expert. And the funny thing is that all the talking heads you see on TV, right? Yeah. If you go one week back to last Wednesday, I mean, it was only a week ago, less than a week ago, about 90% of them said that this war was not going to happen. Yeah, and almost all, almost these, all of them did. Yeah, all of them did. And right? the ones who because, did say, they said, they said it would be like a 24-hour conflict. That's right, right? And, the, and, and there's this, and because it's actually pretty hard to find people who uh, understand the complexities of, that, of, the, of the, the, the cultural component of that, the military component of that. Because even a lot of the journalists, right, they go to Kiev and they live in this little bubble. It's kind of like the green zone, right? It's not really the green zone. But they, they talk to other journalists. They don't actually, you know, interact with the folks on the ground. They don't understand the, the complexities of Ukrainian and Russian identity. They don't understand how language plays a role into all of that, right? Because they're basically applying U.S. frameworks to a conflict that is much more complex, right? Because all they want to see is they want to see things like language, right? Well, here, here are Russian speakers and here are Ukrainian speakers. Well, that means that Ukrainian speakers identify with Ukrainians and the Russian speakers identify with the Russians, right? Uh-huh. That's my parents, basically. Like, my mom says that she had to go to school in Ukraine, but she was Russian, and she hated the fact that she had to do elementary school in Ukrainian. Right, right, and uh, you know, the, the, the a lot of the kind of the American Amer- American Ukrainians, they mostly left in the eighties and nineties, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, nineteen eighty is a, is more removed from today than it is from nineteen forty five in time. Right. A lot of things changed. A lot of things really fundamentally changed. I think the problem is that Putin completely miscalculated that that little part of it, right? He thought that by going into these Russian-speaking cities like Kharkiv, like Kiev, because Kiev is a Russian-speaking city. Yeah, Kiev, right? Kiev is a Russian-speaking city. It is, and it's, it's, it's the capital of Ukraine, but it's mostly Russian-speaking. That's the weird thing about it, right? Mm-hmm. He expe- there was an expectation, like you said, that uh, you know, Kiev is going to fall in 48 hours, right? There's going to be no resistance. So if you look at the amount of troops that are engaged in Ukraine on the Russian side, the conservative estimate is about 150,000. The, well, the, the, if you inflate the number, it's about 200,000. Right? Okay. That sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. 200,000 Russian troops is well, a lot. Ukraine is the largest country in Europe. It is 45 million in population. Yeah, it's, a bi- it's big. It's the size that they keep saying on the news. It's the size of Texas. And bi- it is. And, and it's, it's bigger in population than Canada. Yeah, and, they, and, and the, the invasion force is, was never meant to encounter any resistance. That's the problem. That's what, that's what they ran into. 
And so now, now because I was talking about it earlier, I don't know if you caught it at the beginning, but because I was watching a bit of the State of the Union and he's talking about the sanctions. Do you think like Putin does not have contingencies for all these sanctions? Like, are these really just? I mean, I can't imagine the population of Russia is super pumped about. I don't know what population you know owns real estate and stocks and you know, but everybody has rubles. I can't imagine people are right. particularly happy about their money being worth half as much. Well, well, there, there's two things to consider, right? And, and that's exactly, I think there's, there, there's two parts to the answer, right? So the, the first part is, that's again, that's what the talking heads on TV were saying about a week ago, right? That there's absolutely nothing to gain for Russia if they do this, right? They will lose the oil exports. They will lose the, the contracts. They will be sanctioned. Uh, their aircraft will not be allowed to fly anywhere into Europe or, or the U.S. There's a lot of money to be I lost. mean, I just saw before, just before this started, Boeing... Just said that they're no longer they're tearing up all their servicing contracts. So now all the Boeing planes in Russia can no longer be serviced, which for Boeing is a great yeah. deal. They're like, we had three hundred million dollars or whatever number worth of contracts that we don't have to honor. We just get money for free. Good, well, good yeah, deal and for Boeing. The problem, you know, yeah, and with planes to, for for them to be flyable, you essentially need to be servicing them like every couple of months. It's like it's not I mean, like Boeing planes, like, Boeing planes, even years. ones that yeah. are services are just falling out of the sky. Like there's, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's 737 Max or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, imagine that. So they were fully cut off from that. And I think that's the big difference because people love doing this comparison to the Cold War, right? They love comparing like Russia to the Soviet Union. And there's a there's a fundamental fault in that comparison because the Soviet Union had, you know, it was very, it was a poorly run economy. Yeah. But they produced everything on their own. So they were really not that sensitive to sanctions, right? They had their own planes. They might have not been great. They had their own, you know, cars, which, again, uh, people made lo- fun of. But, but they had, yeah, exactly. But they had four wheels, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so the Soviet economy was, was very resilient to sanctions. The Russian economy produces nothing, yeah. right? So there was kind of this joke going around. Like, you know, if you, if, you, if you try to support Ukraine by boycotting Russian goods in the U.S., what would you not buy? Caviar. I was like, I made a joke about it where I was like, I'm going to stop in support of Russia. I'm going to stop or the in support of Ukraine. I'm going to stop eating caviar. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Pretty much. Right. So that's, I, that's I couldn't tell you what else. Like my, you know, I, yeah, I can't think of one other product. Like, they don't, I mean, I, I know it. national, I mean, nat- natural resources, which I've heard some people saying that they're going into Ukraine because Ukraine has tons of resources, but I imagine so does Russia. Like, is, is it really? Russia is 11 times. Right. People, people, again, people, same way people misunderstand how, 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 how big Ukraine is, people also misunderstand how huge Russia is. Yeah. Russia is 11 times, right? It, they, they don't have an issue of natural resources. They have an, an, an issue of being fundamentally a, a poor country uh, with big ambitions, right? And I think that kind of gets me to the second part of that answer. It's like, why did Putin do it? And I think the answer, which, which is my theory, which I think was a little bit fringe before, but I think now people are more accepting of it, is that you know, he essentially lost his mind in a very clinical sense, right? He's no longer rational. You just he think he's just a madman? Well, he, when you say madman, you, people always say, well, that's a crazy person, right? A madman is somebody who's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the, the answer is a little more complex, right? I think that he is insane in a criminal sense where he can, where he can remain completely rational. Right? Sure. Like a serial killer is totally rational. A serial killer is totally logical. He might be smarter than you. Yes. Right? 
Uh, but so, how do you, do you think oh. that the nukes? Are, <laughs> right, they're serial killers, right? Do you think like the nukes are really in play? Well, again, uh, you know, I think a week ago, nobody thought that there was going to be a massive tank 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 led invasion of Ukraine, right? Of course. I mean, it's uh, pretty surreal to watch. I, I don't, I don't want to say that. I really don't. I well, don't no, no, think, no, no, I don't I, think they're. I mean, yeah. regardless of, I don't know if you're trying not to jinx it or whatever, but that's that's more chick, yeah. that's more chick stuff. We don't talk, do that stuff on this podcast. But um, <laughs> just you know, do you think you know you saying it's not going to make it happen? But I mean, I feel personally like it's more on the table than it was a week ago. But I don't know if that's that just seems logical that that's you know the case. I think so. Yeah. If you if, if you have to, if you put a gun to my head and, and ask me that, I think the, the, the nukes are on the table. And but again, again, that's, I that's think mutual. I think, it, I, think it, I think it is it's because of the it's because of this overlying problem that I think he's not fully rational. Yeah, right? I mean, you've seen that long table. You've seen how he's, he communicates with people. He's he's been isolated for two years. He's terrified of COVID or mm-hmm. whatever he's terrified of. Yeah, right. And you know, like the like the, the, the he's been in social isolation. Right. Again, I don't. I don't want to sound like a like a you know. Oh, there's this conspiracy theory. Like he's crazy. No, I think it's just like when when you do that, that's what happens to you, right? If you don't talk to to anybody, if you're if you're in an effective isolation for that 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 long of a period, you might start seeing things differently. And it, you know, it, it shows because you know the the way that this invasion was handled. Though it's like it's the information he's received is bad. It's bad intel. Yeah. You listen to completely completely faulty intel. And is this like for his do you think he's doing all this for kind of for his legacy? Like is that is this like so he's kind of goes down as like a you know, a great conqueror or whatever the fuck like like what is his end game here? Is it really just strictly we need this strategic piece of the Ukraine just so that any aggressions from the west is they're kind of like have a little buffer? I think that, you know, he was going into this the same way that, in his mind, again, in his mind, he was going into this the same way, you know, we went into France in 1944, right? No resistance. Everybody's happy to see you because you're liberating them from the Nazis, mm-hmm. right? So people are throwing flowers at you in Paris. Right. And I think in his mind, he truly believed at his core that Ukrainians in Ukraine were under this yeah, he, that's what he said under this Nazi dictatorship. Well, so, so, someone just asked the question. Right? <laughs> someone just asked the question, SnickCad01 on Twitch. Is there any truth to the Nazis in Ukraine? Now, I do know that there's the, um, what is it, the Azov Battalion, which is like, yeah. what, they're like a militia? Mm-hmm. Right? And they are, like, yeah, they have, yeah. like, Nazi, legit Nazi imagery, and they are, but, like, they're not the main show in town. They seem to be, you know, just like a kind of small militia i think i think to deny the fact that they exist is you know it's 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 not it's, it's that stupid because they do right yeah but again it's, it's like you said, it's about their their total number versus the the population yeah exactly of, uh, of course like right. it's not like a whole country of nazis it's like saying because america has <laughs> 50 nazis and you know that... I, I i lived in, i lived in kiev for about um close to a year okay on uh, basically and uh, you know, it's a it's a diverse city that has a diverse that di- diverse diaspora of very very different people. Again, from there has a huge Jewish population, has a huge African population, right? Yeah. So there, because the people come there to study, um, the the population of Kharkiv, the second largest city in Ukraine, is about one half million people, and about three hundred thousand of those are students, college students. Who come from all over the world, right, to mm-hmm. this place because they, they still, to to this day, provide you know excellent medical and aviation training, training and all these other things. 
So I think that um, the, you know, are, are there not Nazis in the U.S.? Well, yeah, there are, right? There's yeah, of course there are. Some. But like Canada so, can't invade if, America. If you look for them, you will find them. Yeah, yeah you, but you're not going to look gonna, for them. You will of course, but you're not going to yeah. invade them on that pretext. And then someone said, and obviously this, this is obvious because it's coming up, but the president of Ukraine is Jewish. Literally, yeah. Literally yes, Jewish. So to say that there's all these Nazis... Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's more than that, right? The president is, is Jewish. The interior ministry, which is like the head cop, he doesn't speak a word of Ukrainian, Avakov. He does not speak Ukrainian. He speaks only Russian, mm-hmm. right? Their main oligarch doesn't speak Ukrainian. Uh, half of the country doesn't speak Ukrainian, right? And again, I think in going back to Putin's mind, he, he essentially equated that language identity to their support of Russia. And maybe, maybe... If this was 1990, he would have been right because again, the 1990 is probably probably the last time Putin actually like interacted with reality. Yeah, right? that's before he got shielded from this reality by his you know by his guards and his planes and his you know uh, all of that. Uh, but time goes right, and people people interact, and you know they change their their allegiances, if you will, right. So, you know, if you look at all those videos in on, on the Internet right now where the, you know, the Ukrainians are protesting against the, the troop movements where they're actually, you know, shooting at the Russians, they're mostly speaking Russian. Yeah, yeah. They're mostly speaking. You know what? One thing I, I couldn't and, get over, which I'm like, this must be just such a problem, but is that because they're all just wearing each other's uniforms? You know, they're they're all like, like they're, they're essentially impersonating one another because that's obviously a good cover. And it's not like going into Vietnam where it's pretty easy to separate the Americans from the Vietnamese. It doesn't matter what yeah. uniform <laughs> they're wearing. I'm like, this seems like just another. Sure. So if, if, if you want an easy, an easy marker to look for, the Ukrainians, typically the Ukrainian military has yellow, yellow tape yeah. on, their, on, their, on their sleeves. Uh, the Russians will wear white tape. Uh, white tape. But why wouldn't you uh, if why wouldn't you put the different color tape on your just to kind of be like oh I'm just and then you know oh and and and, and, and it's done and, and and it has been done so it, it you know when they're trying to infiltrate that's exactly how they do it right because again it's, it's pretty easy to do that uh, yeah you know, uh, that just seems like a nightmare because they can all speak the same languages and they, well you know there there are differences there there are there are key like, linguistic Lingu- uh, absolutely Russian. there are yeah yeah I'm sure yeah and, and even between Russian Ukrainian and Russian Russian because again thirty years have passed and there's there's you know the same way you can tell a Canadian from an American and an Australian from a, from a, from a New Zealander right there's right. There, there's key words right the second that you know you say you know again going back to like you know a boot nobody really says that right yeah yeah but the second you hear that you know you're like that's the they're they're they're, they're dead giveaways right right but you know that's 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 to do that you actually need to talk to them right yeah um no question I someone that, so, I think that, sorry go ahead mm-hmm. i was just gonna say someone has a question how long austin uh or no sorry someone's asking how long do you think it's going to take what, what what how long do you think the war will be this is from gabriel so that, that's a that's a good question. That's a lot. I, I've been thinking about that a lot, right? I think the initial invasion plan, uh, and uh, this was actually the, there was a dead giveaway. Uh, one of the Russian websites uh, published uh, um, a pre-planted canned piece. I think two days ago. Uh-huh. Basically, you know, we've taken Kiev, and you know, Ukraine surrendered. 
it's something they they put a they put it on a timer, right? Because that's when they were planning to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they just were they, they just were like, yeah, it'll, it'll be done by that point. And so it, just... Exactly. So uh, and and obviously they're nowhere near they're they're nowhere close to that. And again, it's because they've encountered resistance that they were not expecting. And uh, the problem is their force again is relatively small. It's only two hundred thousand, even if you're going by. Yeah, and the, once uh, you and from what I understand, once you spread out all these people yep. over this giant landmass over four axes or whatever, like it's really not a lot of people. It's really but not. But I see they're, my they're problem is I just don't see them kind of like, especially Putin and everybody's like this madman. He's not going to like go back with his tail between his legs. And that's the thing. I that's, think the thing that's, that's the thing that's the worry is the thing that's yeah. the, the big anyway, wild card. It's, 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 yeah. Say you go out and you get, and you get into a fight that, you know, like personally get into a fight that you understand you're going to lose. You can, you can back out of it, right? As a person, you can say like, I'm sorry, you can apologize. You know, I didn't mean that you step back. He can't do that, right? So he has two options, and uh, I think those two options are going to, again, I think they're, they're, this, this is going to go one or two ways, and this is my assessment. Either in about you know a week to two weeks to three weeks, we have a total collapse of uh, the Russian ruble under the, san- under the fourth sanction. We have a collapse of the Russian military in Ukraine because their lines of communications are, are, so, are so thin down that they're basically they just run out of fuel. Right? Yeah. Um, and there's this giant fiasco, and the the forces and and you know Putin's regime essentially collapses under that. Or he goes all in, right? He goes all in. He declares a, a mobilization in Russia because again, you need, you need about you know two to three million people to yeah. actually. Yeah, and what he just country. does a draft. I guess they have lots of conscripts in Russia, right? They do, but they're you know they're they're again speaking of you know low quality males, right? They're, they they. Oh are yeah, those quality. are the lowest value right. males, the ones who are just kind of like puttering around in the Russian army. Well, again, I, I mean, they're, they're kids. kids. They're like it's like they're old. Kids, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like literally kids. kids. They're, they're mostly they're yeah. They're they're mostly you know they're tired. They're they're young. Uh, they don't know what they're doing there. They're they're they haven't been trained enough. And uh, you know, it's not like I think that one of the biggest images that's being shattered is this like myth of these this rebuilt, re repurposed, retrained, and uh, um, high morale Russian army. Yeah, that's I think that's the biggest thing that's crashing. And yeah, I, I know that you know there's the you know the the media right now wants to paint paint very one sided, right? They want to say that you know Russia is just losing, losing, losing. Uh, but it, you know the fact remains that you know they're they're taking losses, they're taking casualties that they were not prepared to take. Yeah. They were not prepared for this to be any more than just literally a drive to Kiev. And, uh, you yeah, know, just like, hey, we're here. You know, we're taking your thing. We're here, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, you, know, here, you know, give us our flowers and, you know, Zelensky, you know, goes on trial. And, and But instead, what's, what's happening is the opposite. There's, there's, there's like a cons- consolidation of, of, of that nation, which they've never seen that. So kind of the joke was always that, you know. One day Putin's going to get a medal from the Ukrainian government for uniting that country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. they're saying the same with NATO. Now, do you think there's any sort of scenario where some kind of general in Russia just takes out Putin, just kind of someone poisons his dinner and something like that, and then they're just all right. And I, 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 that's that's my two to three week scenario, right? That's if, if this is over in two to three who, weeks. That's, okay, that's how. It's going. Okay, who who do you think has the greater chance of being dead first, Putin or Zelensky? So I think that um, there is a, a 0% chance that Kiev will be taken. You think zero? Are they not currently, like, surrounded? Well, they, they, they can surround it all they want. The, the problem is, you know, it's, it's like... Yeah, they still have to, have, they still have I, to I, surrender. I don't, I don't know if you've, if you've... Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been there. I've never been Kiev there, on, no. on, 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 the, on the western side of the river, so there's a giant river that goes right, flows right through the middle of it. 
And on the western side of that river, the it's the old city. And the old city is basically, you know, it's like San Francisco. Yeah. It's tiny streets. It's very, very high, uh, high elevation changes. You know, you can get lost there even if even, even if you're not, you know, in a war. Oh yeah, and especially I, I if all the civilians there. are yeah, armed, the first, then you're the first, fucked. Yeah, for the first four, yeah, for the first four months of living there, I would get lost like every week, just yeah. like you know, wandering streets. So driving a tank through there, it's like it's like you're driving to your certain death. Yeah, and then if you're walking uh, through and, there, then the civilians are just gonna be shooting at you because they're all armed. Yeah, now. and yeah. And, and the other side of the of the river, it's all block apartment buildings, all projects. Yeah. Right. So, like, neither neither of those those sides of the river are you know necessarily good for advancing using you know traditional Russian you know tanks. It's just it's a mismatch between what they want to do and what they what they can. So do. then, what do you think? Just it's some sort of stalemate, where they just kind of uh, like or what? They just kind of surround them and they bring in the they have airstrikes like. Do they have the capacity? Yeah, do they have the capacity to drop an airstrike and just level Kiev? Like, just I mean, I the, mean, they could. They they, they 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 certainly could. You know, could try that. But again, if you if you go back to Russian history and there are, there are two conflicts in such in Chechnya, you know, the entire you know, and people talk about that. That's a huge trauma for the Russians. There are two kind of failed wars in Chechnya. Well, the second was semi-success, uh, but the entire region, the entire republic, or you know, used to be kind of semi-independent nation of Chechnya has a population of 1.2 million people. That's all the cities, all the villages, all the mountains, right? Yeah. And that's like a years. Just the city of Kiev is four and a half million people. Yeah, it's big. Just one city. It's, it's enormous. It's, a, it's an enormous city. Uh, it has, uh, you know... Plus the mayor has, is the fucking former heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah you're fucked up. Imagine you're like a soldier. You're just like some punk ass eighteen year old Russian soldier, and you you come across that dude. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's you know fuck, it's, it's that's it's, a nightmare. <laughs> no, Klitschko is there. Yeah, Klitschko. Both the, of them. The both of Klitschko all brothers. Guys, they all they all have political differences, right? And that's the other thing that you know before the conflict was was happening. The, the former president of Ukraine, Poroshenko, and Zelensky and Klitschko, they were at each other's throats. Yeah, like, I mean, it was an cr- incredibly corrupt country, right? As far as I understand, like Ukraine. Yeah, like, and, and, and and you know they they all you know they had they had their own TV channels, they had their own uh, propaganda. They were basically because you know Ukraine is a democracy, and you know the 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 elections are fierce, right? Mm-hmm. This is like. The Democrats versus the Republicans, you know, but you add like six more parties to that list, and everybody's you know vying for power. Sounds like Canada. But the second, the second, the the second, the yeah, yeah, the second those troops crossed the border, uh, that country united like it's never been united before. Yeah, you know, which the, you the, would the, assume. Well, I mean, yeah. that probably the biggest calculation is just assuming that they were well, going to keep and that, that's, keep fighting. That's, that's what I, yeah, that's what I can't get past is this, is this giant miscalculation, this giant misunderstanding of, you know, the reality on the ground. And which leads me to believe that, you know, if, if he was fed bad, bad, bad intelligence and it was that bad, it's basically because he didn't want to hear any other intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, the, he doesn't, I, I don't see the vibe of the people around him wanting to tell him no, really, yeah. ever. Yeah, because I uh, you know anybody who tells him no or anybody who challenges him is basically you know gets you know disappear first thrown out of the, yeah right you look look at all the opposition like well what opposition right they're all either dead or in exile right and those are the people who you know that that that's your feedback mechanism right right that's like if you're a politician you need the opposition to basically constantly poke you to essentially kind of at least guide you into some sort of reality. 
Um, and that miscalculation, yeah, it's just it's it's. it's do you think any any uh, possibility of like some sort of revolution in Russia, where the people just kind of? I think that's what everybody's watching for, right? I think the because there, there there's always this um, with, with the sanctions, right? Like there there's always this narrative. Oh, oh we want to hurt the oligarchs. We want to hurt, hurt his inner circle, but we don't we don't want to really hurt the people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done to Iran and places like that throughout our history. But these sanctions are hitting like they're hitting common Russians. Right. Imagine their inflation when, you know, ruble was, what, 75 last week. Yeah. Now it's 150. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, that's so every single thing you buy just doubled in um, in price. I mean, I will, I will, I'll tell you, I will give no further details than what I'm about to say. But on the weekend, I was hanging out with the daughter of a Russian oligarch, and she does not seem too bothered about it. Well, yeah, well, because you know, if 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 you go from having you know 100 million to 50, you're probably okay, right? But imagine yeah. that if your if your if your subsistence is about the equivalent of I don't know, what's it, like five dollars a day salary. or something? Yeah, now it's two fifty. Yeah, yeah, the average Russian salary is about you know, let's say thirty thousand rubles, which is about five hundred dollars a month, right? Yeah. Uh, but now everything that your all your budgets just doubled. Right. You, yeah. It's, well, that's what I'm saying. All, and all your imports of all your fancy American goods you like, you know. Yeah, and then that's the thing. Like, there's there is no internal, there is no you know internal production of any of that stuff. And they're like, oh, we produce, you know, we produce food. It's not actually true because all the all the components of modern food are actually imported. I mean, right? they do produce wheat. Well, I know they're like one of the biggest wheat importers, and they are a major oil exporter. But I guess there is a scenario where some countries might call their bluff and be like, you know what, keep your fucking oil. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll make do. I don't know how they'd make do without it. I don't know if that's just me not really understanding the scenario. But um, it seems like they were very much banking on the fact that there would be no scenario where they're no longer selling the royal. Well, I mean, funds the whole situation. The second they invaded, they lost that pipeline, the Nord Stream pipeline that was supposed to go into operation. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And you know, they, they, that's they, they invested eleven billion dollars into that. That's just not a lot lying there on the seafloor now. That's never going to get used. So they were ready to part with that just off, right off the bat. But the sanctions were pretty interesting. What they did was again, they actually sent, they sanctioned the Russian central bank, not allowing them to actually intervene in the um, in the um, yeah, like to prop up the ruble because essentially they would have just exactly. basically so, supported it. Yeah, last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the ruble was actually only up like you know, like five or like two, three to five percent. Uh-huh. Because you know, the second people started dumping it, the central Russian central bank came yeah, in. And yeah, they just come in and buy it. I mean, if you look at the chart of the ruble and, for and people they, and, who are investing yeah. in crypto, it literally looks like a rug pull of a shit coin. It's just like yeah. Well, and, 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 and what they did over the weekend was they literally they took that away from them. They yeah, took yeah. The, the, their ability to to uh, to buy currency and on Monday. The Moscow stock market didn't open. Their biggest uh, it still hasn't uh, opened. Financial I don't think it's, yeah, they it's, hasn't opened. They didn't open days, it today yeah. either. They're just kind of well, hoping because they, you know, they, they're kind of just hoping well, this can. like problem will go away and then they'll reopen it and they'll be like, yeah, it's all good now. Um, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, Alex, thank you very much. I I, I don't want to take up Absolutely, too much more of your yeah. time. Um, but you know what? We'll have you back because you seem like you know what you're talking about and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm sure this is not going to be the end of this conflict, so we'll we'll definitely have you back. Do you? Is there anywhere where you have people like to follow you? Anything? Uh, if if you're into that, people. Well, 
you know, I I, I, I am an academia, and it's, you know, there is no such thing as cancel culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we're, I, I, you know, I, I, I am, I technically don't have a Twitter account, or, or even though you know I contacted you on Gotcha, on gotcha, Twitter, but gotcha, that, I gotcha. That, that, that well, you know what, if you're, if you're, um, <laughs> if, if you're going to SUNY Binghamton and you're looking for a... Oh. A teacher or some shit. I don't even know. I don't know if that even. Well, makes sense, I, I'm but... sure you probably passed through Binghamton when you when you're driving up to Toronto, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. The last Tim Hortons, absolutely. That's the last Tim Hortons on the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate you very much, and we'll talk absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll love to be in touch. Okay. Take care. Bye. Okay. So that was the smart portion of the show. Uh, now we have caller uh, guest from last week. This is this is uh, JJ. Don't take any offense here, but this is going to be the dumb part of the show. JJ Lieberman, everybody, how you doing, man? That guy just had the worst takes in everything that you asked him. You what? Bad take at no. I'm just I was gonna say, JJ Lieberman, everybody. Um, no, he was actually really interesting, really smart guy. What was his? What was his background? He is an associate professor of energy geophysics at SUNY Binghamton, and he's like worked so, in Ukraine a bunch, and he lived in Ukraine. So, how did you meet that character? Did you guys um, already discuss it? I just got back from the set. Oh yeah, how'd your set go? People uh, want to know if you have a home yet, JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm uh, Bushwick. Um, you got a place in well, Bushwick, okay? So you've done that club a bunch, right? Yeah. Are you calling me to just like talk about a fucking comedy club? No, no, no. I was calling you just to say what's up. No, oh, okay. I'm saying I did. I did. There was five people there. So, I mean, like, but I'm supposed to showcase. So I went really hard. But like, half doesn't sound crowd, like it went well, JJ. Half the crowd's fucking lesbians. 2.5 so of the crowd was lesbians. Was uh, half a I, half yeah. a fag, as you call them. Half. Uh, don't we have hey YouTube, please that? don't f- suspend me for that. I feel like I got a I got a strike. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I'll bleep it out. Should I bleep it okay. out? I don't know what the fuck. I That's just JJ always says that. I don't talk like that. That's what JJ says. He calls people that. Anyways, I gotta I gotta be more hostly, I guess, on this show. Um, so how did you, how do you um, are you getting a moderator? Like how's this work? Am I getting moderator? No. Uh, like you need a moderator for someone says I need a moderator. Uh, you definitely need a, need a moderator. Bots like that want to be famous. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'll figure this out. Either I'll just, my channel will get fucking blasted into space and just delete it, or I'll figure out a moderation policy. I haven't really needed a moderation policy because the guy last week that I got in trouble for, I don't think he said anything that crazy. And I'm not saying anything that's that crazy besides that last thing, but. Um, uh anyways we'll see so jj yeah people want to know so you you found a place yeah i found a place but let me just sidebar this so, yeah yeah what's your crypto outlook jj did you watch the um, um i i mean i told you like all jokes aside that i think reclaiming over forty thousand on a big on a daily or a longer term close was important and we did so okay um, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. so are you moon boy jj moon boy I mean, I definitely bought some more today. I had, I had like uh, your dollar cost averaging in. I yes, I actually did DCA instead of go all in. I left ten percent of dry powder on the side. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think leaving ten percent is fine right now. Yeah, if, you know, I mean, um, I don't know why. What do you feel like? I, I, have you guys discussed this already? So I already, I came. No, back we didn't have. This is the crypto portion of the show, JJ. Okay, but no, but let me. But before we do, I mean, those are tough rooms when there's like five fucking people there, right? Like uh-huh. the, the, book, the Booker knows that, right? Like he's not going to judge me on five people. No, probably not. But maybe he will. Okay. Depends what kind of mood he's in. 
That's true. Did you do your um, A shit though? Of course. I was screaming. Nice. Did, by the way, people don't know the um, JJ's A stuff is just him yelling at the top of his lungs. So, uh, so the worst part is like there's the couple in the front row. Yeah. The chick and the dude are laughing. And then the fucking, I don't know if they're lesbians or hipsters. Why do you think they're lesbians? Just because it's well, Brooklyn? Because they were not do you laughing think, at Wait, funny. you think anybody who doesn't laugh at you is automatically a homosexual? By the way, JJ yeah. is a homosexual sometimes. So I, I think anyone who, a woman who's not laughing at funny is either A, a woman, or B, a lesbian. Is there a difference? Um, hmm. hey, Good you, point. you never thought about that, right? Good point. Um, so anyways, okay, so you showcased for the bo- Booker, uh, didn't go well, but also there were five people. Yeah, there were five people. No, I mean, like, the two two people were laughing. No, it was actually six. And two people were laughing, and the other four people were just fucking staring at me. You know, there is something to be said about comedy clubs. When there's only a few people, it's harder to get those belly laughs. But anyways, um, back yeah, obviously. To Back to the crypto. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a good. Uh, no, people want to know about your housing situation. So you found a place. Uh, what, yeah. I'm when do you living... move in? Nobody cares about your crypto takes, but they do want to know if you're homeless right now. Thursday. Thursday we move in. So you're moving um, in. Both dogs. Both do you have, dogs. Do you have carriers for the dogs? dogs. No more. No more crying during yoga. We're, we're pretty good. You're not going to cry during yoga. It was a joke. I was. But like, was it you or the dogs crying? I was crying during yoga. Oh, okay. I know. I don't want to do such a high level stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, you shouldn't. Why didn't you do that during your fucking showcase tonight? That's that's probably. You, I can't believe you kept that back, man. That was a big mistake. Um, yeah. well, okay, JJ. Do you have anything else you want to add? We're, we're gonna. Really. I, I got I, I got soldo coming up. The only problem is I got food here, so I'll listen to you boys and I'll eat my uh, shumai and my sushi. Oh, okay, cool, man. All right, All J- right. JJ Lieberman, everybody. Take care. Good luck, everyone out there. Okay. Bye. All right. That's been JJ, everybody. He cries during exercise. He is in his 40s, so um, it happens. Uh, What do you guys think about the new little picture thing where I got a picture of the the guest? I think that was a pretty neat little um, thing. Okay. We're going to try and get a hold of my buddy Kevin Soldo. Uh, He is in Toronto. He will probably get me a fucking strike because he's a piece of shit, but let's see. Um... And if you have any questions, drop them in the chat. Let's go and end more volatile Bitcoin or Toronto's housing market. Maybe Toronto's housing market, to be honest. Let's see if it's fucking. You have reached the voice mailbox of. Of course, fucking Soldo. All right, well, Kevin Soldo is not available. He, uh, I guess his phone died or he ran out of. This This is the kind of stuff that's happening in, in Canada and Toronto where he, he had. I don't know. Yeah, I take random callers. Guys, so the phone lines are now open for whoever. Um, anybody who wants to call in, please call in. Someone from uh, Denver called. If you want to call back, I'll call you back. Um, right to voicemail. Yeah, he's um, volatile implies the prices are going both up. Okay, here we go. We got a caller. Hello, welcome to Low Value Mail. You're on the air. Who am I speaking with? Oh, whoops. Sorry. Sorry, excuse me. Hey, Eddie. Yeah. Oh, hey, sorry yeah. about that. I pressed the speakerphone accidentally. Um, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm big fan of the pod. Thank you, thank you, Eddie. Where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from KC. KC, Kansas City. We were out there uh, in the summertime. It was Yeah, I lo- missed it. I I found out your podcast like probably like autumn man and just just realized you guys just came there. Yeah. I saw you guys were coming up and I was like uh, who are these guys? And yeah. Then I passed on it. You fucked up, man. That, man. Eddie, you fucked up. You I really did. fucked up, man. Man. It's okay though. But uh it's okay, Eddie. We're here now. What can I, what can I help I you with, problem. man? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, let's get to some more. Enough with this war bullshit. Let's get down to some personal problems. All right. It's I hope it's not peeing, war related. Man. It's not my peeing. Is it about your peeing? No, my penis. Oh, your penis. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. What's going on with it? I'm not a doctor, by the way. I don't know if you think that I can help you with. Just let's hear the problem. It's a little bit too big. Is it, yeah? What are we talking about here? And, and how is it causing pee. you? You can't. What did you say? I can't sit down and pee, man. Why? Because your pee penis goes in the toilet. Yeah. Um. How about you stand up to pee? It's the inconvenience. Yeah. Is, um. Okay. Well, that's that would be my solution. Is this your actual problem? Is that your penis is too big and you can't? Um. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, cool. Thank you for calling in, Eddie. We're going to get to the next call. Hello. Thank you for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? This is Austin. What's what up, Austin? Up? How you doing, buddy? Oh, you're in the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. What's up? What's up, dude? Oh, uh, nothing. Just calling in to say what up to Danny Polish. H- how you doing, dude? Good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Yo, uh, I did have a quick question, though. Yeah. How you guys write material. Like, I know on the podcast, Ryan would say he kind of like, wakes up you know he you guys were talking about having your phone in the other room that like self-improvement stuff but yeah. um you know when you like wake up like how do you how do you write jokes like you know you keep a pen and paper with you at all times you just write it on your phone like how, i write do you- it i don't know ryan's thing i am just kind of someone who i just write it on my phone like i'll just see something or have an idea i'll write it on my phone i know he said he keeps his phone in his room because if he uh like gets an idea, but my problem is that I am like I need my phone to not be in my room because I need to actually get up and turn it off. Otherwise, I'll be prone to sleeping in sometimes. Um, so right. I can't mm. keep my phone in my room. Word. So sometimes I will just get get up and write it down if I have something that's very funny or um, a very famous Mitch Hedberg joke. But I'll yes. just, I'll just convince myself that the thing I thought of wasn't funny. Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, it's not that funny. Um, If you want to know what JJ's process is, he's in the chat and he says he sits down and he writes nightly before sets. That's his process. By the way, I've seen his um, notebook and it looks like the notebook of a serial killer. So uh, I don't know if JJ's where you want to be taking your cues from. Are you a comedian or you're just kind of curious? No, I'm just always curious how you guys come up with content. I mean, because, um, like, generally, just yeah, you just kind of write down notes. Ryan's like, more emotional humor, but yeah, like, Ryan's I'll... a lot more organized than I. Like, he probably has like fucking folders for every little thing, and he, I, I'm kind of more scatterbrained. I'm a little, right. a little all over the place. But I generally like, you know, something funny happens. I'll see something funny, um, and you know, you just you just jot it down, and then um, hey. I got one more question yeah, for you. Yeah, shoot, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
like coming to America, what was the hardest part about it? Uh, the hardest part about coming to America, uh, I mean, there were numerous difficult parts of it. First off is getting the visa, which mm. was once you have kind of the qualifications for it, you just have to spend a bunch of money and then you can get a visa. Um, but you have to get a sponsor and stuff, which that was kind of hard. But then there was like, I had a girlfriend. I mean, when I moved here, I was 35. I had a girlfriend. Oh, I had all wow. these possessions. I had a car. Like all this shit that I like, I literally had to just, you know, pack up all my like. I I put a bunch of shit in a storage locker. I like threw out half of my shit. Uh, I sold my car. Like it was more just you know downsizing your life because you're not really kind of. It's not like a lateral move, especially going from Toronto. Like I'm not just like you know p- taking all my possessions and moving into a similar place. Like exactly, I, I basically yeah. just like packed my car with like a little bit of stuff. Drove down to New York, realized that having a car in New York sucks. So then I basically dropped everything off, drove back to Canada like two weeks later, sold my car. Um, Wait, if you live like 12 stories up, how do you even get all your shit up there? Uh, if you live 12 stories up, well, I don't live, I live five stories up in, and I live in a walk up, and you literally walk that shit up the stairs and sucks. <laughs> I mean, oh, so, I think I think if you're after five floors, though, it's all elevator buildings. So you just have, you have an elevator. But New York has all these just sh- pieces of shit old buildings. So even some like our studio has an elevator, but it's like tiny. Like, I don't even know how you get like a, a bed in that elevator. I don't know. Like, yeah, move, yeah. like movers in this city, when you hire movers, that, that is one thing I did on my places. I hired a mover and they know how to just navigate you know, these tight stairwells and walk-ups and they obviously charge you way more if it's a walk, walk up. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It's that's living in New York. It's just one of the multitude of shitty things that, um, getting smashed with a hammer, uh, in the head (laughs) at the fucking subway station, you know? Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it, dude. I, 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 I packed up and left California. I live in Boise now. Okay. It's freaking, but yeah. Do you like Boise? Why'd you move to Boise? Dude, it's the closest red state to my home because I I grew up on the coast and I always. But is to that the beach. reason? Well, and just you just yeah, feel like I, I gotta get out of the fucking libtard stand or whatever, and you're just I'm going yeah, to Boise? yeah, basically, yeah, Boise, dude, yeah, it's pretty sick. But like, did you have a job in Boise? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get paid about the same. But like, did you get a job and you cheap. go like I have a job in Boise, so I'm moving to Boise, or did you move to Boise and then you're like I'm getting a job here? No, I straight up just freaking was like, I'm just like, California. did you throw a dart at a map? No, everybody. Why not go to California, Florida? And no, everybody in California, like, dude, where I'm from, my small town in California, they were like, dude, Idaho is where it's at. And I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking Idaho then. All right. I guess I'll have to check out Idaho. I've never heard that Idaho is where it's at. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's beautiful. Really? You know, the, the, yeah, the Sawtooth, the Tetons, you know, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they have the, but... they, like for hiking and stuff. Oh but, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. but no beaches. They have lakes. No, uh, yeah, we got a lot of lakes. Is, lot it of lakes. gets cold there though, dude. It's fucking freezing, dude. Where in California <laughs> yeah. were you from? Uh, on the coast, uh, this like Santa Barbara. Oh, so you you moved from somewhere warm to somewhere cold. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's tough, dude. But it's better than being over there. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, I would say, yeah, I mean, if you like it, you like it. I would have gone to Florida if I was you. I know it's dude, further know, but away, but it's like it sounds like you want some sort of... But it's the same for you. Like, 
you left your family, but they're that far. If I moved to the complete other side of the country, like that's even further away from my family. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, yeah, that that is true. I didn't think about it that way. I just moved to New York because that's where comedy was. I have lots of friends who moved yeah. to L. Like if L. A. was the clear cut better place to do comedy, which it's not, but it's arguably been in the past, but it's definitely not right now. But if it was the case that that was, I would have gone to L. A. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes, okay. For but, sure. But yeah. But I tell you where I would not have gone to. Where? Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for making me laugh, you yeah. and Ryan, dude. You guys are the best. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Dude. Take care, buddy. All right. That was Austin. Uh, thank you for calling in. Um, someone says New York is where the comedy is and AIDS. Uh, Kevin Soldo, if uh, you're listening. By the way, the phone lines are open. Kevin, if you are. Uh, here or anything i'm not going to try calling him back we have a couple of voicemails actually i'm going to get to these are low value oh here's a low value voicemail uh actually let's just do these in order because there's a couple of them. okay um someone yo danny it's me riley uh give me a call back at a five three yo three one oh oh no 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 Okay, I didn't want to dox Riley. That could definitely get me in trouble. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to call Riley back. I shouldn't have read that. Oh, no, that's fine. Nobody got the full number. You could guess. Um, let's see. I'm going to call Riley back. We'll see. Maybe he picks up. He's probably like doing something. He's like, what the fuck? Leave me alone. I'm watching the State of the Union. Hello? Hello, Riley. Yeah. Is this Riley? This is Riley. How's it going, man? It is. He hung up on me, that piece of shit. Riley, you fucking asshole. You called me, motherfucker. He probably thinks I'm fucking with him. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that is. All right, so I tried to call Riley back. I think he blocked me. Uh, I think he thought I was fucking. Um, you know, they're getting really, really crafty with these, like, uh, student loan. I got one, one um, voicemail for like a student loan, and it was like this chick, and it was uh, it sounded really like you know they sound so scammy, and this was like legit. Okay, we got a call. Um, but anyways, it was they're, they're getting really crafty. Uh, all right, here we got a call. Hello, thank you for calling into Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Melvin. Melvin, how you doing, Melvin? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, is this a uh, audio recording? Because I was just watching you on YouTube and now you're talking to me. Uh, this is a call-in show on YouTube. Well, that's awesome. I guess you have some delay, so I guess you do have some means of... Well, there is there is some... De- well, there, well, it's not a screening delay. I literally think it's just like my voice traveling to your computer delay. Like it's, well, I'm not that far. I'm right here across the Hudson River from you. I guess. I don't know. I, maybe there's a natural delay. Uh, I use this thing called OBS Studio, and they give me an option of a 20-second delay, which I was considering um, because uh, in the event that someone eventually says something crazy and then gets me in trouble, but I'm going to deal with that in the future because I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that at the moment. So please don't say anything crazy. Um, <laughs> no, um, no. But yeah, anyways, yeah, there is some kind of like minor delay, but I don't. what is it, like a couple seconds maybe? I don't know. Something I just like turned that. off the thing so there was no echo. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. look, I'm not going to anything really serious to talk about. That's cool. Just listen, I've been, uh, you know, listening to the show and I love it. This one and the the boys cast and uh, appreciate it. 
This one's nice at night for walking the dogs. Have something to listen to. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, cool. Do you have any? Uh, did you? Do you have any thoughts on um, any of the guests or anything? Well, the the professor talking about uh, Russia Ukraine was super interesting, but I don't have anything uh, intellectual to contribute. Okay. But uh, you just called in to say what's up and just uh, like the show. Well, yeah, that, and I guess just to give you a question in case you're interested in answering it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, sort of, Absolutely. That's what the show, that is what the show is. Well, this guy just called about leaving California, going to Boise, Idaho, and you know, a lot of us are in the same position. And I was just wondering what it's like for Canadians. Like, if you're a Canadian and you grew up in Toronto uh, and you have some sort of uh, idyllic, uh, whatever, romantic ideas. Uh, well, the thing is, I've been talking to a Canadian for work, and he mentioned a few places, some names that sounded kind of Indian, kind of Native American kind of to me. And I was wondering, oh yeah, yeah, like, we it, it wasn't always for a Canadian. Yeah, so like, it wasn't always move? Canada. Uh, it used to be like a native thing. Oh, funny enough, old Riley's trying to fucking call me back. No dice, Riley. I will call him back <laughs> though. But um, yeah. there, there, so in Canada, I, I will say that this was one thing that I was thinking about a lot during COVID because I was in America and how you could just, you know, your job's like, hey, you're working from home now and people are like, okay, well then I'm fucking going to Florida. Why the f- It's March. Why would I stay in New York if I can go somewhere warm? I can go to Hawaii or whatever. In Canada, all of our, my friends there you don't have the option, especially when the borders were closed, to go somewhere warm in the winter because we don't have – like America has every different climate you can really think of all the time. So you know, you really can have the life you want via, via like you know, nature, temperature, politically for the most part. Like you know, there's obviously still in the same country, but Canada – you know, if you, you're in Calgary or some shit and it's too cold, you could go to Victoria, British Columbia, where uh, someone emailed from. You go there where it rains six months a year, but it's warm and it doesn't really snow. But like there's no tropical place in Canada all year round. You're stuck with either snow or rain if you're, you know, rain on the West Coast. And then but if you're in Calgary, like. Yeah, you could go to Windsor, Ontario, or Toronto, where it's like a little warmer, but it's still colder than New York. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So there's not um, Riley. I'll call you back in a second. He's in the chat. But yeah, there's there's not a lot of options in Canada. Like we we have a pretty s- similar climate across the board. So we don't have that like in America where people are like, I can move to Hawaii. We 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 don't have that. And in terms of like the native names, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, there's a lot of that because we took their shit. It was just like, I mean, just like America, you know, like something like Tallahassee. I don't think that's an English. Word. I don't think <laughs> yeah, it's an English. I never thought about that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is just a lot of that shit. So anyways, but yeah, not uh, someone says does Victoria rain far less than Vancouver, maybe a little less, but it's still that's the trade off. It's going to rain. Um, that's where oh. my brother lives. Anyways, thank you for calling, buddy. I'm going to uh, give Riley a shout here. See what he's up to. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. All, All right. right. Take care. Bye. All right, let's get a hold of Riley. If he fucking doesn't pick up right now, I'm going to snap Riley. Snap. What up, Danny Polish? Riley, how's it going, man? Yeah, I was uh, being a lazy piece of shit. My phone is at one percent. Oh, that's oh, that's cool. I thought honestly, I because I called you because you left me a message, and then you hung up. I didn't realize, and then I was like, it went straight to voicemail. I was like, this motherfucker block me. <laughs> no. I thought you thought it was like maybe um like a you know car a car, car warranty. 
Yeah, extended car warranty, all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. auto insurance or some shit. Exactly. Anyways, we we got you through here. How's it going, Riley? Good, man. I think I called you the other day. Yeah, you I called me I... last. I I so just full disclosure. I don't know if you you're, I don't know if you're watching the episode tonight, but I went to play the thing like the the because you know it has like the visual uh, voicemail, and then I, and then you started saying your number, and I was like, oh shit, and then I stopped it. So your number, I did not dox you, Riley, but people could probably. <laughs> With ten thousand tries, guess your number. So for that, I apologize. If in case, oh, that's all good. I work with cell phones anyway. So oh, okay. Who cares anyway? Bit of a hacker. No. Say what? I said a bit, a bit of, of a hacker. hacker. Yeah, you know, not really. So I think I called you because the crazy next door neighbor situation. But I think I was it a crazy. I think it was something it. about a chick, or is it yeah, a crazy it next door neighbor who's a chick? Yeah, crazy next door neighbor is a chick. That all right, will not leave me alone. Okay, so you have how old are you, Riley? I am in 32 next month. Nice. Okay, so you're 32 years old. You have a crazy next-door neighbor. Mm-hmm. You live in, like, an apartment building? Complex? Yeah, it's like a this shitty apartment complex in the small town in Northern California. Yeah. It's pretty, okay. So every interaction, like, it's just every five minutes, just, can I borrow this? Can I have you help you do this? Kind of like damsel in distress, business treats, and this bitch is crazy. I have no... I have to learn how to be a jerk, and I think the past week I've learned to be a jerk. So... And so you have no romantic interest in her? Not one bit. So is she... Yeah, so is basically what's going on is she kind of is just like, I'm a woman, so she demands kind of... Like, is that how she comes off? I'm just trying to get a better picture here. Well, not only that, she just buys... She paid my internet bill last month. She paid your internet bill? Yeah, paid my internet bill. Why? Just so she could have the internet. But why didn't she just get her own internet? Like she wants to split the internet, basically. Yeah. Like so, she she's coming at it as like, hey, let's split internet. Why would the two of us each have internet? Yeah, and then she's like, oh, can you watch my daughter? And oh, can I leave watch your do- shit my house? What? Yes, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it's red. It's like red flag city. I mean, yes, but red flag city that pertains to a woman that you're trying to have relations with. This is you're saying this is just your neighbor. I mean, yeah. you gotta put some boundaries down here. Be like, look, yo, I'm your neighbor. Like, we can we agreed to split a uh, internet bill. Doesn't mean I want to fucking like <laughs> watch your kids. Have you ever watched her kids? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, I'm not the person to watch the kids. If you come to my house, it's like, a, like, is she trying to make you a stepdad? Is she trying to make exactly? You, but like, do you, uh, like, do you the think real she's dad went to jail? But do you think she's into you? I have no idea, but I it, it, it bugs me. It's creepy. Just the constant, never-ending text messages and messages. Oh damn! It sounds it sounds like you've kind of gone too far. Like it's so from the sounds of it, and I can kind of relate to this. Is you probably mm-hmm. were like you? I'll be nice, mm-hmm. and then she kind of exactly. took advantage, and now it's gone too far. Where the only thing you can really do is not be not nice. You kind yeah, of yeah. I almost feel like moving to Mexico. This shit's crazy. I wouldn't move to Mexico. Have you considered Boise, Idaho, our last caller? You know what? I love Boise, Idaho. Dude, someone from like our... this, um, Part of California, it's kind of funny. It's like the only conservative part of California. It's the middle of nowhere in a desert where there's a prison town. Yeah. Well, someone, but... the previous caller, same deal, California, but he was from Santa Barbara, I think he said, and he's like, I had to get out, and he moved to Boise, Idaho. He says the shit. Oh, you can't do it. I, I moved literally from the same county as Santa Barbara County. Because I had three jobs and I could, I had like nine roommates. It's fucking ridiculous. That's a lot of roommates. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying. You know, you just draw some boundaries and move I would to Boise, start. Well, Idaho. I would definitely no. I would not move to Boise, Idaho. First off, what I would be doing <laughs> is you have to start putting in a solid concerted buffer time for answering texts. So I don't know how often do you, how quickly do you respond when she texts you? Usually immediately, but the last week I've just ignored yeah, yeah. So, it and I, it's, it's, it's worked beautifully. Yeah, yeah, So exactly. So you, you see, it sounds like you're starting here, but what you need to do depends on, you know, how much of a message you're trying to send. If you want to go like the scorched earth message, you just don't reply back at all, which it sounds like you're doing. If you want to kind of... The scorched leave, earth policy is great. Yeah, yeah. So, so it sounds like you kind of figure this out. I would just... And then if she does text you again... You know, you got you really want to take some time in between texts just to let her know that this is like a priority zero level. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I guess. And so the only tie to her that you really have is your Internet bill. Even the fact that she lives next door to me. I wish I just could just move apartments and this would just be a non-issue. I just, yeah. It's like the creepy neighbor situation. Why do, when's your lease up? I have no lease. I can move. I just. But do you have like? Are you just, pretty settled? The moving sucks, though. To move over this doesn't seem um, necessary. Yeah. yeah. If anything, you would want to kind of entice her to move in some capacity. Maybe you could like. Are you good with Photoshop? I'm not really. Do you have any it's friends who are good with Photoshop? Terrible. I would say yes. maybe um, set up. You remember that publisher's clearinghouse thing where they would have those commercials where someone in a van came and gave you a check? Yes. So. I think you could probably make up one of those checks for maybe like a hundred dollars. I don't know what your budget's like for something like this. <laughs> make up one of those checks, put her name on it, rent a van. It's probably you're in for a one fifty. Maybe hire an actor on Craigslist. Could get one of those for free. You need a cameraman. That's another hundred, maybe two hundred, and then convince her that she won some sort of lottery, even though it's not real. But give her the giant check, and then uh, hopefully she'll move. That's that's kind of off the top of my head, I think. You want to kind of get her to move, it sounds like, versus, because why do you want to move, right? Well, actually, I, this apartment is shit, but you know what? Uh, I, I like that idea. Why should I have to move? I like this. This is fucking sick. But also, if you're, saying, but if you're saying that your apartment kind of sucks, then maybe this, uh-huh. is, this will be the good kind of, you know, maybe you're just getting comfortable and, you know, you don't want to move because it's a pain in the ass, but if you can find, maybe there's a better apartment out there. With less crazy, you know. Actually, I kind of thinking about moving to Reno because fucking I live in this little shit city, like in California, is near Reno. And I yeah, just why don't... went to Reno. Yeah, they, go they, to they Reno. Just make more money. Wait, there's more ball money ball to be ball made ball. in Reno for you? Yeah. So why wouldn't you move in Reno? Do you have lots of friends there? No, I mean it's close enough. It's an hour and a half where all my people are. So fucking why not? And how far is Reno to all your people? Like an hour and a half. So it's the same thing. Yeah, but there's more money in Reno. Yeah, dude, they have a te- dude, Reno actually went from a piece of shit city to actually pretty cool. They have like opening up a Tesla. Yeah. They have like, a, yeah, they have, like f- all the tech companies are moving there because it's cheaper because California fucked off and. Yeah, because I know, I know. So you should move to, dude, it sounds like you should fucking move to Reno. I don't know where you live, but it sounds like you don't really like it very much and you're, you're kind of indifferent and just comfortable. But, you know, sometimes um, as someone who has moved to a different country, someone says there's no taxes in Nevada. Uh, someone else said, yeah, Reno is popping too, Austin. Um, sounds like a lot of people are saying you should probably just move to Reno. I mean, do you I have a lot of shit? To Reno. You got a lot of shit? Like personal possessions? No, actually, I'm just, I just started working with like selling cell phones and shit. So fucking, I can work at different stores and fucking Reno seems to be where it's at. Yeah, do it, man. How old are you? Fucking 32. 32, yeah. That's fine. I moved to America <laughs> when I was 35. 
There's no reason yeah, why you can't move to Reno. I guess there's no end to it. I love it. And yeah. I, you know what? I think I was just needed a push to just get my ass out of this town because if you look up the town I live, it's Susanville, California. It's yeah. notably Prison Town, USA. There's 17,000 people live in the town and 8,000 were locked up. That sounds like shitty. And you're not even from there? No. So why'd you move there in the first place? Because the rent's so goddamn cheap. Oh, you just, you basically were like, uh, you found a place that had cheap rent. But the thing is, yes, rent is cheap, but if you're making less money at your job, you could probably go somewhere that's more fun to live, work the same job, and pay a similar portion of your salary as rent and live somewhere cooler. Yeah, I think Reno's the place. I mean, I'm fucking, you know, I think you answered all my questions. I Dude, think, uh, move. It sounds like we have a solution to your problems. I'm glad you called me back. You're moving to Reno. Someone just said Susanville sucks. And I think that's from the guy who moved to Boise. Susanville sucks. Someone really said that. Yes, Susanville sucks. Valley people. That's what he says. Susanville sucks. Valley people. Wow. Okay, dude. You know what? Thank you, Danny. I appreciate the call, man. I think yeah. you really corrected. Uh, dude, move to Reno. Gave me some direction. Dude, move to Reno. Call us back when you move to Reno. Let us know how it's going. I appreciate it, Danny. You have an excellent rest of the program. You too, man. Take care, Riley. Appreciate it. There you go. That's Riley. Uh, he's moving to Reno. We changed his life. We did it, guys. Uh, it didn't take a lot. Uh, all it took was just a annoying neighbor and, you know, a bit of a nudge. And he's going to Reno. Okay. Uh, cool, Riley. I, ho- I hope that works out for you. Let's let's play another uh, voicemail. The, the line, Danny P, life coach. Yeah. I might do weed and call in. Do Adam, call it in, man. Call it in. The phone lines are open. Uh, I'm going to go another 20 minutes. We're going to do a two-hour show today. So let's do that. Uh, okay, here we go. We got a call. Hello. Welcome to Low Value Mail. You're on the air. Who am I speaking with? Hey, man. This is Rob from Vancouver. What's up, Rob? How you doing? Lovely city, Vancouver. I, uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, not so bad. It was the last time you were here. Uh, the last time I was in Vancouver. Good question. Probably like three or four years ago at the Comedy Mix. Remember that place on uh-huh. Burrard? Close, close down. They used to have like a, there used to be all these comedy clubs in Vancouver, and now there's zero. The uh, only ones in New, the only one that's left is in New West. Oh shit, New yeah. West is way out there. I know, I know, but it's weird because comics are like, yeah, I'm going to do the comedy club in Vancouver. I'm like, and no, you're not. Uh, but yeah, there's someone says there's everybody in BC. There are a lot of BC people. So, anyways, what, what can I do uh, for you? How can I help you? Uh, so I don't know if you can, if I'm looking for help, I, you know, just, uh, or if you want, or anything you want to talk about in relation to any other callers or guests or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I jot things down here or there. What yeah. I think, uh, think it's something I, I might want to call in about. Okay. Uh, so let's take a look here. So, uh, my girlfriend, yeah. she has, she buys pillow spray. What's that? Uh, do you know what, what this is? Pill- no. So like you wash the sheets and then like, you make the bed all nice, and then you like do a couple spritzes of pillow spray. Is that like and Febreze? It's like, perfume. it's like a perfume kind of, but it's like more of like a I perfume. Imagine, yeah, like I imagine it's fairly like it is. I'm not gonna say it's super expensive, but I imagine it's like. But it's and it's actually like the product is pillow spray. Yeah, like I think it's uh, like it's not. She's it's not like, repurposing a perfume. She's this perfume is perfume, and this is pillow spray. Yeah. Oh no. Hundred percent. Okay. I, think I, like I, I will say this category of. Okay. So I say this of, to my girlfriend fraud. all the time. Women buy the dumbest fucking shit, and marketers do not think much of you. 
because they just have these products. My girlfriend buys these collagen chocolates. It's like $40 for like a tiny thing of chocolates. You're like, it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. They yeah. just take advantage of you. Well, that, P- that's what I was, I was Pillow ask spray. If, if you thought there was anything that like a cynical marketer couldn't <laughs> sell to women. No, I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I honestly don't. It's, it's like women are just, I don't know. I mean, men buy dumb shit too. I'm not like giving men off the hook, but they don't buy dumb shit. Like men buy like NFTs. Okay. Men, men buy dumb shit. They go, look, this is like, it's a fucking JPEG. There's only 12 of them and it was $400. And one was like, what the fuck? That's stupid. I spent $200 on pillow spray. Yeah, uh, but I mean, we're talking like there's a different like a factor, like, like a factor. Does it, know, do you like the smell of it at least? Uh, I mean, I couldn't, I, I don't know. I don't really. Like, it's not like bothering I you, is it? Yeah. No, no, definitely not. It's, uh, it's just, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, she, you know, there's so much dumb shit to buy. Yeah. Um, and she's constantly doing it. She also has face mist. Yeah. Oh, face mist is my, uh, my, I remember Evian back in the day had one where it was literally Evian water in a spray bottle. And I was just like, that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. They probably made millions of dollars on it. Oh yeah. I mean, again, there was, there was the famous in the eighties, the pet rock, which was a rock in a box. Some well, the guy, millions the guy did on. make a million dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so she, she, she buys, she buys just a bunch of nonsense. She just likes buying this stuff. Um, is she yeah, like, like is, can she afford these things? Is she going into debt to buy these things or is it just dis- discretionary income? Oh no, dude, we're fine. Like we own, we own a place like in Vancouver, like downtown Vancouver. Okay. So she's just like, whatever she just she likes to go shopping. I mean, you know, there's the age old philosopher, Chris Rock, who said women be shopping. Women be shopping. Women yeah. be shopping. I don't know. It's just how it is. Women be shopping. They like to shop. I hate to shop. Women like to shop, and I, you know, I guess they like this bullshit. Does she buy a lot of stuff on like Instagram and all that? Like, is this? No, she's a big time. She loves to like her weekends. She loves to walk downtown for like, you know, she'll go for like a four hour walk around the city and come okay. home with a couple bags. Okay, at least she's getting yeah. some exercise in. I, I, if there's any bright side to this, is at least there's an exercise component to it. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, uh, you know. but yeah, the the sprays and stuff. Uh, you know what I would do? I would take her spray. This is this is uh-huh. going to be a good experiment. Take her spray, dump it out, and replace it with something that costs less than fifty cents, and then see if she notices. Like, try and find like something that's similar, and then let her spray it for like a, until it's empty, and be like, "You idiot." That was tap water with like some fucking drop of palm olive or some shit. Yeah, I don't think wanna, it's not going to work out for you. Like, 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 like you'll win. You'll win in terms of you know the self satisfaction of of proving her wrong. But she's not going to take that as being proven wrong. She's going to be like, "You owe me a new pillow spray," and then you're going to have to buy a pillow spray. Oh, that'll be the least of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound I'll, like I'll, I'll be dealing with the backlash of that. Oh, there'll be a backlash. Uh, there will definitely be a backlash, but that would be at least funny. But I sometimes um, do things that I think are funny that are to my detriment, uh, like that. I'm looking up pillow spray right here. Um, yeah, you're, you're looking at these are small bottles, they're 30 to 50 dollars <laughs> for pillow That's spray. Wild. That's this is wild. crazy. I, I think oh, I think yeah. low value mail might have to come out with low value mail 
pillow spray. It's going to be $900 a bottle. I'm looking at it right now. They say it helps you sleep, but like, so does weed. It's just a, it calls under the category of aromatherapy. The thing is, I can't, like, do you spray it on before, like, you go to bed, or is it when you wake up in the morning? No, like, I don't know how often. I think it's when you sort of want to freshen it up, but I I think it generally is at night. Like, in the morning, you're just kind of a a piece of shit in bed, so you don't really care, but at night, it's sort of like that whole. You know. So it's kind of like giving your bed the spa treatment a bit. I don't know. Yeah, well, I wouldn't I want. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want bed. my bed to smell like anything. I want it to be pretty neutral. I guess if it smells like laundry, I don't know. But that that's that's a very woman thing. Pillow spray, but you know, the women that's are keeping funny. the economy going. You know, <laughs> pretty if, much. If, if we got rid of all this shit, if women decided that overnight snap of a finger they weren't into any of this stuff like diamonds and gold and pillow spray and mud masks and makeup the economy would we would be in a depression overnight yeah everything would tank yeah we'd be out on our asses yeah yeah like we would all be like it would be back to basically we'd be like hunter and gatherers like it would it would reset all of humanity if women decided all at once that they weren't into this shit so you know we're stuck so, um, does she, is she into crystals? Confession. Someone messed in crystals. Is she into crystals? Oh, no, no crystals. She's not a crazy person. Like she's, oh. she's, she's, a, she's actually, a, she's a very rational, but crystals seem uh, pretty mainstream. Yeah. I mean, so is astrology. Like that's true. My brain's out. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, it sounds like there might be some crystals in your future. Um, Potentially. so, you know, confession is like, I had to kind of almost talk myself out of buying like a $700 mechanical keyboard. Um, yeah. Like for so like, like a like a keyboard like you play piano kind of thing. No, like a a keyboard for your computer. Oh, okay. Like a gaming keyboard or just one that has like the weighted ones that feels good. Uh, well, it'd be like it's a weighted mechanical. Like, there's a whole subculture of like custom mechanical keyboards mm-hmm. that probably has gone overboard. Oh, the only reason I mention is because yes, I'm I'm not immune to to insane purchases. Myself. I mean, if you got, if you, I, I assume you work, it's like, you got to buy some dumb shit sometimes. If you have the discretionary income, I guess. Um, I'm not super into that stuff, but you know, I, I do get it. I'll buy the odd thing. That's, I think is whatever. I bought an Oculus. And I, oh, I, that I, treat, I yeah. uh, it's cool. It's the coolest thing I own, but then I use it for four minutes and you get severe motion sickness and you go, all right, that's not quite ready yet. Uh, but it's cool. It's one of the coolest things I've owned. I, I don't ever use it really, but, um, it is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't really get motion sickness from it, but it does like the strobe effect, like looking at a, at a monitor from two inches away from your face, like kind of, well, it almost seems like you're in a movie theater, but then uh, there's one game I played where you're kind of like, you can make yourself, um, your hands are like a rocket like you know launcher blaster things like where it can move you around and when you kind of like hit the thrusters the frames like uh, apparently the issue is that it's not it needs to be 8k in order for it to be smooth enough and it's not so it's a little jumpy and it just like gives me motion sickness which seems like a very common issue so um Uh, but anyway so it sounds like you have your own your own things with these with this keyboard um i didn't buy it you didn't buy it, but that's the difference. Is you thought about buying it, but you didn't buy it because you are more practical than that. Anyways, yeah. good luck with the pillow spray. Uh, 
I don't. I would still try and replace, dump it all out, and replace it with some bullshit, and see how she. Uh, like, go get like a pine needle and put in that in some water, and then let her spray that shit and see how it goes. No, she's too. She has. I don't know. Like, there's some women you can trick like that. She, you know, women like to buy like shit like this. I don't know. I, I feel. You like think she's she's, she's she'll she'll know right away. Well, she also she does have like a really good sniffer. So. Oh. Well, then you're fucked. Maybe give her COVID so she loses her <laughs> sense of smell and then do that. That bitch gave me COVID. Really? Yeah. That's not, New very, Year's. Nice. That's not very nice of her. But she didn't lose her know. sense of smell? Uh, she didn't. And she was like, she was kind of like, you know, on the couch for like a day with a little <clears throat> kind of cough. And I, I was out for like two weeks. Damn, dude. I know. Uh, I Sounds like she's a keeper, there. though. Hang on to her. Yeah. Anyways, thanks yeah, for calling, buddy. More money than me. All right, All cool, right. man. Thanks take, a lot. Take, take it easy. Peace. Yep. Okay. That was I forgot his name. I gotta get a piece of paper to write people's names down. Don't take it personally. I'm I'm getting uh, tired here. Everybody's talking about war and the stuff. We can't get a hold of Kevin Soldo. I apologize for that. Uh, we have some voicemails. Let's listen to the voicemails here. Um. Danny, this is Grant. I don't know if you remember from the last week. I'm the low-value male that is uh, dating girls that are younger than him, and one of them got taken away to rehab. And uh, she has been instructed not to talk to me. So that's fun. Uh, That's what they taught her for 30 days in rehab was not to talk to me because I'm someone who's bad and drinks. (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably call in later. I hope the show's great, man. Rock and roll. I, I love the show. Later. All right, Grant. Yeah, uh, that wasn't really a question, but he called in last week, and um, uh, he had a sound like it was a domestic, if you remember, a bit of a domestic uh, dispute or something, and then the girl got taken away, and then <laughs> turns out that Grant was the problem, which on low-value mail, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll call spade a spade. Sounds like it was Grant that was kind of sending her over the deep end. and uh, But it's also a good thing for Grant because he's going to get stabbed otherwise. So, um, okay, we got a call. Uh, we got a few minutes left. I'll take a couple more callers. Oh, we just lost the caller. Uh, we'll call him back. Actually, no, we had a caller from Quebec City. Let's see. Here. Yeah, Grant, it's definitely Grant. Grant's doing it. Hello, how's it going? Who am I speaking with? This is Danny from Low Value Mail. Hello. All right, he doesn't want to talk. He called, but he didn't want to talk. All right, we're going to call back uh, this number right here. Sounds like an oddly more quiet... Wee wee, oh wee wee. Danny, hello. Who am I speaking you with? Good looking son of a bitch. What are you up to, buddy? What you're am I? A, you're you're streaming. I'm sorry, that's not a good question to ask. Yeah, yeah, I'm streaming. How's it going? I'm I'm looking for. You know what, man? Uh, my TV, the remote, quit working. This isn't, uh, but I literally can't turn. Did you call? Did you, you call in a couple so weeks ago? That's me, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I got a bone to pick. You got a bone to pick with me? 
Dude, I got a bone to pick. Okay, a pick, friendly pick. Pick, pick the so bone. Everybody knows the. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, last time, maybe my tone messed things up. The what I'm saying is sincere, but how excited I am is just to have fun. Can okay. we all? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, bro, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, what was your name again? What was your name again? I didn't mean to be like a chick last time, bro. That hit no, me. No, you in the didn't. Nuts. Well, you were so well, my, you my were a chick in the sense I was that trying you're... to be funny, and you know what, bro? I got a laugh, and I started thinking to myself, "I'm Will uh, from well, Arkansas." Oh, Thanks well, how's it going? Someone said in the chat. Someone just time. said, "Oh, fuck this guy again." So I'm not yeah, the only. I'm you, not I'm the only you. person who thinks that you're a little slow to the the trigger no, on these stories. You're cool. The only thing is I got to laugh and the whole joke, what I was setting up, I got to laugh. And then I was out. I backed off on it and I'm calling back to say, I'm serious. I ran through all the good ones and literally yeah, the only ones up to snuff down here are in my family tree. I'm not saying I'm going and hanging out with them. I'm not saying I'm doing that. I'm just saying I'm really in that, uh, so basically what here. you're saying is there's nobody left to fuck other than your immediate family. Exactly. Yeah. What do I, how do I have to say? I yeah. can't help you with that, but I got to go, Will, because we only have a few uh, minutes left and someone else is calling. Thank you for Thanks, calling buddy. back. I appreciate it, buddy. Hello. Thank you for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? This is uh, Jeff from Chicago. What's up, Jeff from Chicago? Love Chicago. One of my favorite cities. How are you doing, man? Long-time listener, first-time caller. This is actually very weird. Yeah. uh, Didn't expect to get through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I I cut off Will, who was called back because he he called back to kind of finish a long-winded story from two weeks ago. Um, Gotcha. And and, and I wanted to talk to you, Jeff. Jeffrey? Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. I have a, a weird question for you. Hell yeah, let's um, go for it. So, um, me and my uh, wife are moving to a uh, new house in Chicago. Okay. That is in a decent part of town, but there's been a string of home invasions on the block. Uh, mm. We're getting a security system in the house, but I grew up with guns. I'm very comfortable with guns. But my wife is very scared of guns, Ooh. and I'm I would feel more comfortable with one in the house. Um, what is the laws surrounding is, guns? There, are you allowed to possess them? Yeah, you're allowed to have them in the house. There's like certain um, certain laws that you can't have anything like extreme. But I basically want like a you know self defense shotgun in the house that you know just just to have it under the bed. You know, nothing crazy or anything. Yeah, but just a deterrent. Super anti gun. You have kids, um, but we're looking not yet, but we are doing some family planning right now. Okay. And so she's just, and how many uh, home invasions have there been? A string. Like our, we're basically moving to like the honeypot of Chicago. Oh no. Yeah. It's not great. And what's her, she's just kind of just ideologically opposed to guns. Yeah. And like we've, we've been shooting in the past and she hates it. Um, but I mean, like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. But she just like is very anti. Like, is, even though, you, she's a great shot. Like, yeah. she's done really well. 
Well, I think, like, is it the assumption that should there be a home invasion, she's not even going to have to deal with the guns? That's going to be a you thing anyways? Like, is she like, I don't want to have to do this? Or is she, like, what's her exact issue? She just hates guns. Hates guns. It's like a, more of like afraid of the concept of having a firearm in the home. And just because, yeah. Will she allow you to have some other kind of weapon? I mean, we have... I mean, we have. Can like you get one of those like things. boring, like those Elon Musk flamethrowers? Would you be okay with that? I, I could ask. Okay, what about that this? What about be... a gun, but no ammunition, just a deterrent? I, I mean, that's stupid to have, but like, what's she worried about? That like you, someone will break in, and you'll go to grab the gun, you'll point it at them, they'll like get it from you, and now they have a gun. I, I, I don't know, but I do like the idea of just having a gun without the actual ammunition because if you have a shotgun, all you need is like that chick chick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can just get like an airsoft gun or whatever or like a prop gun. Eh. I, I mean, that's not ideal, especially if there's real crime. Um, I, I'm not There really, is real crime. Yeah, I mean, it's Chicago. I, that's a tough one. I don't really know. You, you almost need to go take her... You know what you should do is go move in and then start introducing yourself to all the neighbors, but specifically the ones that have been home invaded. And then hopefully they will kind of be like, you know, you should really get a gun. And if enough, especially if it's the wives, you know, the wives are like, you know what? I really wish we had a gun. Sure. That kind of thing. Maybe that'll do it. I don't know. That's a tough one because obviously you're not going to win this fight with her, but yeah, like if she's like real, it doesn't sound like it. Anyways, good luck with that. I got another caller. I got to take. take no, care. thanks, Danny. All right, take it. Love you guys. Thanks, man. Hello. Who am I speaking Hello. with? Uh, this is the. Uh, I don't want to use my real name because of my question. You do not have to use your real name. Uh, you can use whatever alias you want. This is not a very professional uh, show. Uh, you don't even have to give me a name. Doesn't does not. It's not consequential. Uh, how can I help you? I see. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Toronto. Uh, a few friends and I saw you uh, perform uh, when you were here just before Christmas. Oh, cool! Yeah, that was a real super spreader event right there. That was I 100 percent got Omicron there. <laughs> I don't doubt it. It was uh, uh, it was an awesome night though. You guys were great. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun night. I, I had a really great time. So, what can I help you with here? We're gonna take uh, it's 11:30. We're gonna take a couple more callers. We're gonna wrap this up shortly. Uh, but what can I do for you? So uh, I'm usually a, in a pretty good mood. Uh, however, feeling uh, down on my career and job uh, lately. The and I think the the reason is it's it's I work in capital markets. It's so frustratingly awkward to take a, a vacation or take time off. Yeah. If you, so, for example, if you I was supposed to be off work today and the day before, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but I came back from, from vacation early. So I was in the office today and instead of it, Oh, thanks for canceling your plans and coming on in. It was, Oh wow. Hey, you're back. It's a big surprise. Like you've been gone for one day. It's as if you've never been in the office before. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> um, like they were kind of and, like treating you like the nerve to take a vacation. Yes. Really? And it, it's are you on some sort of like track of, to be like a really like high up? Like, are you on that? It, it's actually interesting you say that because I have a good friend of mine 
who worked at, I believe, CIBC, and he was kind of like, he'd been, you know, working in, uh, like, banking, I believe, and I talked to him a few weeks ago, and he's just like, yeah, he's like, I just fucking quit. He's like, he's like, I just couldn't do it anymore. He's like, he's, he's like almost yeah. 40. You know, he makes good money and all that stuff. He goes, I got my Christmas bonus, and I just was like, fuck this, and he just quit. And and then they were like, hey, can you not quit? And then they let him go on like a one-year like leave of absence, like where unpaid leave of absence, where his job's waiting for him if he wants to come back. But he was just like straight up like, yeah, I don't want to work 60 hours a week at this bullshit for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's sort of how I'm feeling, uh, feeling at the moment. Uh, I don't work at such a big place. So yeah. the, uh, the, 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 that sort of taking a leave or whatever wouldn't be an option. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, I'm just not sure how to deal with the awkwardness of trying to take vacation days and things like that because it's sort of at, a, at the, like a breaking point where it's like, is it really worth Especially because the more you work, sure, you make more money, but you pay more in taxes and stuff. So for every hour or for every dollar you make, it's less. Every additional yeah, the, mar- the marginal benefit. Yeah, the marginal benefit kind yeah. of declines. So yeah. you're like not yeah, super of. motivated to really kind of crank up the output because mostly just Justin Trudeau gets a taste of that and the provincial government. I mean, yeah, do you have, do you have anything else? How, how old are you? 34. 34. So you're still pretty young. I imagine you have some savings, so you could probably, or at least if you don't, you probably could kind of save some money. Um, do you have a wife or girlfriend or anything? Uh, no, I have a, a, a girlfriend, but no uh, no children, never married. Okay, so you got a girlfriend. So you seem pretty flexible in what you can do. I mean, if you hate your job, it's like, you probably are looking at 30 more years of this job. I know it's not easy to just tell somebody to go get a new fucking job, although it seems like this is kind of like the hottest labor market in my lifetime. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you really hate it... Oh, sorry. Uh, oops. Sorry about that. Man. Oh, sorry, my foot got caught in the fucking phone. Um, okay. Yeah, if you really hate it, I would say, I don't know, there's lots of other things in that world I imagine you could do. JJ says, uh, don't wait, get the fuck out of that job. Um, he, he has, he lost all his money in cryptocurrency though. So keep that in mind. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. yeah. I guess the, the one thing I was looking for advice on is like how to deal with the awkwardness of the boss who's sort of cagey about, like there's always the claim. It's like, oh, just, just let us know what you need to do and we'll, you know, get it in the calendar and it's fine. And then it's like, Oh, I'm gonna take uh, next Friday off, and it's like, oh, really? Like, hey, sorry, actually, you're kind of breaking up a bit. I can't hear you very well. I don't know if you're in a bad reception area. Are you hiding in your basement? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just on a mobile, so maybe uh, that's it. Uh, can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you better now. So basically, what you're saying is, whenever you ask for like a vacation time at work, they just give you a hard time about it. Yeah, that's and that, it's it. it it's so awkward and frustrating to do it that it sort of makes it not even worthwhile to take a vacation day. Cause it's just like, Oh, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to. Is this, is this coming from like a oh, single person or is that just the culture where everybody's just like, if you take a vacation, you're a piece of shit. It's sort of a common, it, it, there's, there's a couple of people that always seem to rub it in. He's taken a couple of days, but then there's, uh, 
but it's sort of the overall culture where it's like, but and okay are those oh welcome back are those people rubbing it in because you think they're kind of jockeying for position and they're kind of trying to like like are they competitive so they're kind of saying like you you know what I mean like they're, they're almost trying to bring you down a little bit because that might be beneficial for them in the hierarchy to be like I'm not a vacation guy it's an interesting point I don't know I would say those people. You got to, I don't know, you got to assert your dominance over them somehow in some other capacity. You got to like, it sounds like they're playing a bit of a game with you when they do that. Cause I mean, if you need to take a fucking vacation day, whatever, you need to take a vacation day. I mean, do, do you guys not all work from Zoom anyways? No, we've been in the office. You're, uh, you're back in the office? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, someone said, uh, quit your boss is a fuck, but you're not, you're not even saying this is necessarily your boss. Like, is this your boss who's doing this or this is just other people? Um, it's, it's my boss is part of it. Your boss is part of it. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I would say just take the vacation and I I mean, it doesn't sound like they're going to fire you. Uh, it sounds like you, if anything, you maybe need to stand up for yourself. Like maybe if you can kind of put together some sort of, um, just information to be like, look in my, you know, I'm more productive than you even with my days off. So what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, I don't know if it's that kind of wanted to be that adversarial. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't exactly know what the answer to this is, but yeah, see people say be assertive, uh, is a good answer. But I mean, just take your fucking vacation days that you're deserved because, you know, don't I would not feel an allegiance to this place too much because, you know, if times get really bad and we, you know, a nuclear bomb gets dropped on fucking New York City, they're going to fire you and they're not going to think twice about it. So I would. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think uh, I would not. I I, be it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you have one of those jobs where you go, we're a family. You go, you're not a fucking family. Your family is your family. That's where you work. They don't give a shit about you. They pretend like they give a shit about you because they need something from you. And the moment that you're not useful to them, you're out. So that'll be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it all seems so obvious now. Uh, I, uh, but I would I say just save up your, mo- save up your money, uh, save up your money and, uh, it'll give you more options, more freedom in the future. Anyways, I got to go. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, or thanks for being a sounding board. It makes it all uh, very seem very clear now. No problem. Okay, take care, man. Bye. Bye. All right, my stupid girlfriend's calling right now. I don't know why she's calling, but I feel like she's going to be mad if I don't pick up. So I'm going to pick up for a minute. Uh, and then I tried calling Soldo. He didn't pick up. I don't know why my girlfriend's calling, but I'm going to pick up. Hello. Hi, Heather. Hi, honey. How are you doing? You're doing great. Thanks. What's up? This, you're, you're the last caller of the night. You're the last caller of the night. Call, though, the, what, he was a professor. I, I, yeah, I got to wrap this up though because it shows over two hours right now. People are people are uh, fading fast. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so about the gun guy. Yeah, I'll give advice that my dad would give, which is always to get a gun. Yes, but he said, but the wife doesn't the, want a gun. She's uh, opposed to the gun. I understand that, but I would. Um, maybe get her to take some gun courses on the shooting range or something. But also he said that he was keeping it under the bed. He should never keep a gun under the bed. You should keep it in a lock box in the closet. But then what happens if people like break in quickly and you can't get to the lock box in time? 
I would not feel safe with a gun under my bed at night, especially if you have kids. You never, well, ever want they to don't do have that. kids. They don't have kids. So that I agree with. But once you have kids, that's uh, definitely... Would you say maybe just get a gun and just don't tell her and just hide it? I think that that's one of the worst decisions. But also, I will just add on to that story. Yeah. My dad, work, my dad works with a guy, and I know you know this story. He had a gun to protect himself. He shot himself in the abdomen oh, yeah. by accident. Oh, yeah. You're... And he ended up in the hospital. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, I remember so that. Because he called your both... dad and he said, he, I shot him myself in the stomach. If you're both not very trained with the gun and feel very confident with it and you have a safe, secure box for it, I would not get a gun. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the issue is with the... She, I don't think, wants a gun under any scenario. I think they really need to get a home invasion. You know what? Actually, if he's listening, you I thought of it. Hire actors, fake home invasion, right? You hire actors to fake a home invasion. She gets so scared that she now understands the need for the gun. No. Also, if you just get a really good alarm system that's super expensive and high-end, and somebody breaks in, they're going to run away really fast. Not necessarily. I mean, they were. But also, but... he sounds like he just probably shouldn't be moving to an area that's unsafe if he wants to have kids and there's tons of home invasion. Well, Chicago. Maybe. Everywhere's unsafe. Also, someone says you don't sound like you're from Florida. She's from Tampa. I don't know if that's there's a difference there. It's Did... because I'm using my therapist voice right now oh, okay. for all your... For all the fans. And fuck you, JJ. I know you're probably talking shit about me somewhere in there. So. He's not. I think he went to go jerk off. Um, okay. okay. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take one more call. Thank you love for calling you. in. I love you. Bye. Bye. That was my girlfriend, everybody. Okay, Alex Byron, if you want to call in, call in. Otherwise, we are gonna wrap this up. Uh we have gone mad long. Uh <laughs> oh shocker, the girl says the solution to problem X is money alex okay here we go last call of the night phone lines are closed hello thank you for calling low value mail is this alex hey buddy what is up alex byron everybody a very funny comedian uh from vancouver um is that where you live now vancouver can you hear me all right yeah i can hear you fine can you hear me okay cool yeah i'm from vancouver i'm back in calgary right now yeah yeah you went Um, you um you went you were asking me you went to Toronto for a month. You got an Airbnb, and then right, what was it? The day before you were supposed to go, everything locked down. Yeah, I, I went at the worst time. Yeah, everything yeah. locked down. Well, actually, by the way, a lot of people in the was... chat thought I was gay because Ryan always says I'm gay. So that uh, escort I hired to call in to pretend to be my girlfriend now has everybody kind of confused. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So how's it going? How's it Wait, going in Vancouver? No. Oh, crazy! I just—I mean, I, I suck a dick here and there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how um, long until YouTube kicks me off. Anyways, um, what's up? What's how are things? Yeah, things are good. Yeah, that was like I was gonna go to Toronto and then things shut down, but I couldn't get a refund on my Airbnb, and I'm the kind of guy, I just like I hate losing money on shit like that. Yeah. I'll always take like the more petty, dumb thing. I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just go to Toronto, and then like. What what's the worst that could happen? And then I ended I ended up matching with this girl like on Hinge when I was at the airport, pretty much like on going to Toronto. And then I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be funny if like we really hit it off? And then because she had just moved from Toronto to Calgary, and then yeah. we started talking when I was in Toronto. And then we ended up like wanting to date. And now I'm like back in Calgary hanging out with her. So it's just like okay. So you met a girl. 
in by the way i just have to pull up your photo here i got a little photo of alex byron there is everybody um, oh, yeah yeah it's real real uh operation i got going on here so you <laughs> so you met a girl at the airport online yeah. and why was she in toronto yeah so she was in toronto and she yeah is mo- was moving to calgary and then i was in the process of moving from calgary to toronto so oh. we, we matched and then i and then we're like oh fuck well this is stupid but but then everything was shut down in toronto mm-hmm. so now i'm so you had a so no, you had a no, decent, back in Calgary. So you now you're back in Calgary. Uh, yeah, and she's also in Calgary, and now you're dating. Yeah, pretty much. She she has a lease that she's waiting to waiting to run out, and um, we're probably going to just visit Toronto every couple months, and maybe when her lease is done, if I if I still want to go there, she's pretty open to it. She can work from anywhere, so okay. might still end up. In oh, Toronto. so she'll follow and, you to Toronto should you decide to move there. Sounds pretty yeah, serious, it's Alex. Given, it's she's a great gal, Danny. You know, sometimes as much as we like making fun of women, and I don't like making fun of our women. closeted homosexuals. I'm yeah, I yeah. I am that, but I don't like making fun of women. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I thought it was a test, and you passed. Thank you. To see if you were an ally, yeah, for sure. Um, no, she's cool. So yeah, that's basically what's happening. But I got a quick question. I know yeah. you're at the end of your show, but I thought this was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, a we'll, we'll finish this bad boy up with a question. Definitely, definitely a dumb, a dumb. Oh, sorry, you have you have time for a question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, it's, okay, it's cool. we're not on the okay, fucking cool. radio. It's on YouTube, dude. I can go for fucking four hours okay, yeah, if I yeah. want to. I just feel like we're getting a little so long basically. Here, but. This is and this is like objectively stupid. This isn't like a did I make a mistake? Like I know that this is stupid, but I. The silver lining in this could be that it's a good question for your show. So okay. at least that'll be a that, that'll be a little side benefit. But anyway, um so my girlfriend's mom is a MILF. Yeah. And and then like after I met her, we were in the car and uh I was like, Oh yeah, your mom your mom's pretty hot and she didn't like she was like not super happy about that. <laughs> and then I met her stepmom and then I forgot that I said that. I forgot that I said that. And then in Calgary, like fast forward to when we're here, and then like I met her uh, stepmom. Yeah. And then we're going. I'm like, hey, your stepmom is pretty hot. <laughs> so she has she has a hot. So, uh, so the stepmom and the biological mother both hot. Her her dad's doing well, basically. Yeah, yeah. Her it's, dad's crushing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crushing. And I'm in appreciation, and that's really all I was tr- was getting at. Sounds like, like you should have been keeping like, this to yourself and telling the dad. A hundred percent. Yeah, that sounds 100%. like the error. But I mean, I don't know why. I don't know if you were like how if you had some deranged look in your eyes when you said <laughs> your mom's super hot and then followed that no, up. No, I wasn't drooling. Yeah, but if you're just like, yeah, your your mother's quite a looker. Generally, women don't find that too. Yeah, too big. And an she issue. wasn't like she wasn't ra- she wasn't raging at me. But I did try to think like, okay, if I I'm trying to visualize like if I introduce my girlfriend to my stepdad yeah and in the uber on the way home she was like but you're like man i can see the bulge through the pants your stepdad's hot i don't know how <laughs> i would take i'd like to think that i'd be like well the bulge in the yeah, pants boys, would be a line for sure sure i'm exaggerating but, yeah, yeah i know yeah. but if she goes yeah you're like if she goes your stepfather's very handsome man yeah that's not bad that's right? fine that's on par with what i said yeah that's fine I don't think there's yeah, anything wrong with that. I mean, the thing is, is you're just like, yeah, you're making good decisions. Yeah, I don't think that was a bad thing. I think if anything, and if she was taking an issue there, then 
I mean, that's something with her. I mean, my advice will be like, my advice will be like, if she's kind of making a big deal out of this, she's going to be making big deals out of all sorts of small shit in the future. Well, maybe I'll Alex, you need thing. to drop like, her. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, move back to Toronto. <laughs> move back to Toronto. It's not too late. I know. Yeah. I mean, basically what I'm saying in a slightly indirect way is that like her dad is a high value male yes. who's able to attract beautiful women and she has the same genes. Uh-huh. That's, you know, that's her dad. Meaning I'm basically saying that she's hot. If I'm saying that her dad can attract beautiful women, I'm basically saying that she's hot. And she has, you're complimenting right? her g- genetics overall. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I don't, I mean, again, I, I'm going to stick to what I said earlier, which is that she's going to make a stink about other shit. If this is, if she actually was really cared about this. And I don't know if she was kind of joking. Like, don't call my mom hot. But like, do you think she's like, has she ever like lost a boyfriend to her mother? Is her mother like that kind of crazy? Uh, one second. Christy, have you ever lost a boyfriend to your mom? No. No. But, you know, it's interesting because her mom is like 50 and yeah. she's dating a 37-year-old and I'm 33. So she's, you know, maybe oh, so that's why. You, she's you, like, you're in the well, yeah, it's like I think what she's concerned with is that it right. is possible. It's not out of the realm of it's possibility. Not, yeah, it's not. And her mom's TikTok famous, and I got a pretty good following on there. So you know the oh, here we go. A little yeah. too close, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Maybe that, that's why. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Someone said, "People <laughs> go, what the fuck? She's there." Uh, you know what someone said? Good. Naomi says, "Buy her some pillow spray for forgiveness." I don't know if you were listening earlier, but bitches love pillow spray. That honestly, I, I wasn't listening earlier, but. Non-ironically, that does sound. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like the kind of things you would buy at Winter. It's a sp- really yeah. It's, it's it literally it's a spray that you put on pillows to make them smell good. Okay, pillow spray. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you like spray it first, and then they they like they lie down in anger, and they're like, "Wait, what is that?" Yes, and it's like, like soothing huh? and calming and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's all those things. Uh, lavender. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. Yeah, they have all sorts of okay, things. It's, it's just dumb shit women buy. Cool, man. All right. Well, congrats on your relationship, by the way. So I'm glad you guys are still. Yeah. Together. Thank you. Thank you. And congrats on the new show. Yeah. Thank you. And, Do you want to uh, plug? What, what's your? Uh, where can people find you? You're very funny. You have a huge following on TikTok. What do you got on TikTok right now? Uh, it's like six hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, no big. Just six hundred and fifty thousand. All you got to do is fucking yeah, yeah. kiss the feet of the Communist Chinese Party. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, dude, okay. I. But I would love. How many? Like, I don't even. I am unable to navigate TikTok. I post something. I'm like, this is nothing, and then they're like, yeah, it's a, you've been banned for a week. They have it out for yeah, me. Yeah, we we can talk more on like we can talk more on Instagram or something. I think you're. I think you might have dealt with some shadow banning stuff, but but it's been like that for a year. Yeah. I honestly got like a, yeah. I got a couple like things on videos where they go, you're we took down this video and your like accounts banned for a week, and then I, I got would get a new account, man. Yeah, I honestly have been account. thinking your, about your that. Your numbers are so low. Like, it's crazy. Get, make a low-value mail TikTok. Yeah. And be, maybe talk but to me But I honestly feel like it it's tied to my IP address on my phone or something. Because I, like, at one point mm. got a notification from TikTok saying I was suspended for a week. This is when it w- got really bad. And it wasn't even relation to a video. Like, normally they say it's because of this yeah. video. And then one day they just go, your account's been suspended for a week. And there wasn't a well, thing. TikTok... Of- Dude, TikTok is crazy. So the, the kind of access they have to your phone, like I know, I know this guy and he created 
an OnlyFans account. Yeah. And he, the day that he did it, TikTok started removing 60 followers a day from his account. And he looked at the analytics. I didn't believe him at first. He showed me, like, that. that's how far they will go. They'll actually remove your followers. You know what? You, like, now that you say you... that, I things started going downhill when I made that photo from Tiananmen Square, my background on my phone. <laughs> Literally, yeah. the, I made yeah. that background, the guy getting uh, smushed by the tank. I think mm. Things have not been going well since then, so I'm, I wonder if that has... Oh, you mean, oh, you mean the, the traitor? Yeah, the traitor. Yeah, the terrorist. Yeah, the terrorist traitor who got what was coming to him. Yeah, yeah you're not I, learning, Danny. Come on. I know, gotta- <laughs> I know, I know. I got to learn all the right, the the, right language. Get the Winnie the Pooh shit off there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, they don't like that. But yeah, can I plug my podcast? Yes, absolutely. Please plug your podcast. That's the one thing I'm really trying to grow. Uh, it's called the Mean Streak Podcast. Mean okay. Streak. The Mean Streak Podcast. Yeah. All right, everybody, go check out the Mean Streak Podcast. Uh, Alex is very funny. All right, man. Um, thank you for calling Thanks, in, dude. dude. All right, take care. All right, have a good night. Later, buddy. Okay, that's been the show. We are done with the phone calls. I am spent. Thank you very much, everybody, for calling in. Um, I appreciate you. Go join the Discord. Uh, I will put the in the in description for the YouTube. Join the Discord. If you want to join the Patreon support, uh, there are limited $1 spots, and then it'll go up to $5, and you can be a $1 person for life. Other than that, uh, thank you very much, everybody. Please... You know, like and subscribe and, uh, uh, you know, on Spotify. If you listen to this, just leave a review. And, you know, you know all the shit. You guys listen to stuff. You know all the stuff. If you, what is the Discord link? Uh, his podcast doesn't show up on my app. God damn it. Just figure it out. You guys are all high value males. Okay. I know I joke that you're low value, but you're high value. Figure it out. Uh, I will put the Discord link in the comments um, once this video processes. Uh, because you, that you can't find out. Patreon is patreon.com slash low value mail, M A I L. Thank you very much, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye bye.